Ooh boy, it's Hotline League episode 132. Golly gee, we are here in the call with some great folks to talk about League of Legends esports. Of course, this show is brought to you by Alienware. Yeehaw. Mark Zimmerman, my Yeehaw. constant co-host, is here. It's actually Natsume, if you can update the title card uh, to my, the, the right graphic. The hitch in my saddle. Hello. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing uh, okay. I'm glad we pushed uh, to Wednesday. I think I was thinking the same way, and I'm glad you were the one who reached out. I feel like we have this connection when everyone always is feeling like shit. Usually the other one is, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was going to try to hide it in some like vague idea of why we didn't do the show on Monday. No. But honestly, Mark and I, like, I was super on edge. I don't know why. Oh, I think it's because I started a diet, and I hadn't eaten. And I was like, I am just so annoyed at everything in the world right now. Oh, also, Kobe came back from vacation, so that was probably part of it. Anyway, and uh, I just knew that if I did the show, it would go terribly. Are you frozen, Raz? Or are you... Maybe. Okay. I'm lagged out. I'm a little laggy here. It's just, the, I didn't know uh, if you were... It's yeah. my love for Spectrum Internet. That's what it is. <laughs> It's like you're frozen and my cat's not moving. It's like, is anyone moving on this show? Yeah, yeah. I was just uh, very confused. Anyway, so I just knew that it would be a really bad show. And and it, this doesn't happen often, but I just knew it. And then I reached out to Mark. He was like, yeah, I'm not feeling great either. So it just, and we didn't have a guest. And I just, because uh, the person we reached out to had, it was weird. Anyway. I'm not saying I I would be open to a pissed off and irritated Travis Gafford on this show. No, that those are the shows where we end show. up getting ratioed on YouTube. Is that not bad? Oh yeah, you know. Okay, that's fine. Yes, it's oh, bad because it fucks with the algorithm, and bad things happen. So it's just this. It was it, people don't like it. People get angry at me. It's it's a bad time. So here we are on this episode. We got Raz here as our guest. Raz, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, team's doing well uh, for Academy side. We're in third place right now, tied. So that's always a positive. We have our games tomorrow. So good luck on that one, honestly. Uh, yes, that's right. I'm wishing myself good luck. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, COVID era, I think everyone you ask that to will say the same thing. But for me, it's been getting better only because I'm getting used to it. So yeah, I go up and down on like the vibes, the good and bad vibes. Like there are weeks where I'm like, you know, this is great. I'm like chilling at home, saving some money. Like, yep. it's really great. And then the next week I'll be like, get me out of this goddamn apartment. I need to go anywhere. Um, yep. It's tough. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to uh, drive up the coast of Ashley tomorrow. Just like any excuse to not be in the same room. As that her? We're, that we're always, no, that, that we're always in. Because if you bring her with you, that's not going to help, Mark. <laughs> she's, she's in the backseat. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> you just can't be next to her. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, so you're driving. Are you? Is it just? <clears throat> is it just a day trip? Are you coming back? Or are you? You gonna? Yeah, no. Like... It's, like, it's like not even a full day. It's just like find a spot to chill and like read a yeah. book and eat, eat, have a picnic thing. Nice. Yeah, well, it's a great idea. TFTI. Anyway, Raz. Sorry, really quickly, Raz. Do you live alone? Yes, I do. Okay. What is that thing on the? No, I wasn't going to ask this question if it was somebody else's thing, but I'm trying to understand what is that? It's kind of out of focus. Is it an anime thing? Yeah, it's a Tien from Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Uh, I got it from 
Um, Perky Penguin, an artist on Twitter, uh, love it. It's amazing. So. How come he's not doing his signature like flash move? Oh, good question. Actually, it's not. I can go and get it. But go basically, it. Oh, yeah. let's do this. If we're going to talk about it, let's talk about it right. When he said Tien, uh, I thought about a different character. I knew who you were thinking about. Yeah. I thought it was Saitama at first. No, it's not. It's I got my bald anime characters mixed Look up. Look at this. It's amazing, is it not? It's got oh, it right, right here. Yeah, you got it. Okay. And are you going to mount that on your wall? Okay. You muted yourself, Raz. I don't right. know what you did. Oh what? my god, I did mute myself. Anyway, gonna... it's got Chaozu. Yeah. It's got Tien doing the eyes thing. It's all positive. What is their relationship? Does the show ever go over that? Because I feel like I missed whatever arc. Ooh, I think it's a Dragon Ball thing. So in Dragon Ball Z, they don't say a damn thing. But I haven't watched Dragon Ball, and that's literally where the character actually matters. I watched like the first couple arcs of Dragon Ball, and then like there's the Red Red Army or Red Rocket Army. Or something. Yeah, yeah. You know what I realized, Mark? I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Some people they all they're all like these weebs, right? And they're all into this anime shit and all that stuff. And I'm like, huh. And now I'm realizing fantasy books, that's my weeb anime world. You know what I mean? You, you realize that, like, what Brandon Sanderson writes is, like, just anime. No. They're fucking, they're power armored knights flying through the sky and fucking fighting with short, changing weapons, changing maybe, forms. Maybe, maybe we, we don't give spoilers. Powers. No one cares. I'm just, I'm I'm just saying, a big fan of the soundbite of Travis saying, that's my anime world. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're reading an adult anime in novel form. That's what you're doing. By the way, Raz. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't just a brand standard stop writing anime. Give me shit. All right. Uh Raz, one quick question. There's a guy that you're obsessed with who's from um one of the shows, uh an NBA show that you tweet picture all the time. What's uh, his name? Uh, Stephen A. Smith, yeah. He's not from an NBA show, you He's from. He's a he's a talking head who covers multiple games. A there pun, we go. What is it? What is his title? Pundit. Oh, he's a pundit. Okay, I've only ever seen his stuff with the NBA before. But, um, you just do you just have all these clips of him all the time? Yeah, yeah. Like he is honestly the most hilarious guy. Um, so there are just many sound bites that you just throw in there for any reason, and you've already made amazing. And you've content, got you've went and you downloaded all these, and you have a folder of them. I have a huge picture folder, not only of ugly faces of my friends that I can just throw at them on Twitter. Um, I have any type of video for reactions. I just keep con absorbing it. Um, okay. And I have this here, one terabyte hard drive. If I have a PC that's dead, I move on to the next PC with all this goodness. Is there like a starter pack, like a Stephen A. Smith starter pack for someone to get, get you know... Well, there's yeah, a there's your collection, a, but if you need more, there's a Stephen A. Burner account, like a Twitter account that just has constant gifts and videos that just throw at people. That's literally where you can get everything from. So, okay, because I'm getting flamed in the chat. I assume he's on like cable television, so I would not. Yeah. Or do they post his stuff on like YouTube? He primarily goes on first take, and there's a lot of it on YouTube. So yeah. ESPN throws in a lot of his stuff that's uh, clips from YouTube. So okay, because yeah. yeah, I haven't had cable in like a decade, so I I don't know. I don't, I don't, that's why I don't feel, feel bad about Have it. Have you been under the rock the whole time too? Or do you, you sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want, I don't follow sports, traditional sports. So. All right, Patrick yeah. star. All right. Okay. I see you. <laughs> I see. You. I just, I don't, I've never been into traditional sports. That's why I was so excited whenever esports uh, came along. 
when it when it got invented, uh, and I was like, "Cool, I'm gonna do this instead." Anyway, what's what's been yeah, happening? Who LeBron James is uh, great, great a MLB player. Um, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, it's a joke. Anyway, <laughs> so Medios is off of Hundred Thieves. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some pretty cool games this past weekend. TL has officially tied C9 somehow. TL tied mm-hmm. with C9. Uh, Cloud9 lost their second game in a row, although they won the third against FlyQuest. Uh, that's a lot of stuff to talk about, I think. That's true. Like, was there anything else on Reddit? I can't check because my cat's on my hand. Evil Evil Geniuses had their or like a roster swap, and then they committed to it afterwards. That was a big one. I don't know if they... So I think there's a bit of confusion because I saw on the Reddit where people thought they said they were starting for the rest of the split. I didn't take that announcement to mean that they were starting so much as they extended his contract. Oh, I thought... I saw the tweet that his his contract got extended, but I thought that there was a separate thing. Maybe maybe it's, I, I didn't see it somewhere, but... It was phrased very unclear by the org, to be fair. So yeah, I'm not surprised people got confused, but it wasn't like they said... They said, like, we're welcoming back the Swole Bros for the rest of the season or something. Okay. Then, okay. then that makes that, me, yeah, that does sound like they're, if you tweet it, that and then you sub them the next week, I think that, like. Yeah, I, I agree, but it's not like we're excited that Golden Glue is starting or anything, you know, they just. What I imagine that to be, it's a pretty smart way of doing it where you just, you're inter- you're saying that he's going to be with you guys for the rest of the split, but leaving a wiggle room of just in case something bad happens. Or you're right. like, yeah, he's with us, but. Jazuke's playing, you know what I mean? Maybe Turbo wins, he's out. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a thread that I see here that is it's interesting because I've never seen a thread like this up until this year, and I'm wondering what changed. But it says LPL English cast is great. I love it. Oh shit! <laughs> I love it, man. I thought for sure that was going to be someone hates the LCS thread that you're going like. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen this one in a while, but no. Yeah, this one, one's great. One point five k upvotes. All just talking about how great the broadcast is, and I just I I've never seen that previously. Addition by so. subtraction, you know. Yeah, interesting. But... Hey, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually one person that thread says like, mm, I didn't like that Raz guy, and I'm like, God bless you, man. You, and I, I and it makes so much sense that you would have found it too, because that's I mean I'm right there with you. Somebody says something shitty about me in a random ass thread somewhere. I'm just scrolling through reading it, and boom, it's it's in front of my face, you know. Yeah, and honestly, if I had a weak mental, I obviously wouldn't read it. But I, I a lot of the times I take enjoyment out of it. Unless if they go personal, then we got a problem. But of course, it usually is just people just saying they don't like the content, which I'm cool with. I think it's completely fine. Mark the. Uh, like, oh, good. Oh, I was gonna say like the the more personal it is, the almost the funnier it is to me. I don't like when people try to analyze shit and just do a bad job of it. But when they when they just say some flagrant shit to me, I'm like, yes. I'm completely fine if the analyzing are incorrect because then I can just take it as like, okay, they're just wrong. Like I'm like if I'm looking at feedback and I say, okay, that's fair. Okay, that's wrong. All right, that's wrong. And then I see something where it's just like, I just like this guy, and I'm like, all right, man, that's <laughs> on yeah. you. I, uh, that's why for me, I'm completely fine with that. Um, I, I I used to like care a lot about it when I was starting out as commentary, like 2016, 2017, um, and then I just you know. I just care a lot more about my internal feedback, so it works out that way. <laughs> Sorry, someone's saying that I'm he's timed out by. Tra- I was laughing at that one. The one that Travis timed out, I'm laughing at. Mark Z is dating his sister. Ha 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 ha. So here's and Travis bans it. Here's the 
Here's the actual EG uh, statement. It was following our win against C9 this weekend. We're locking in the Swole Bros for the rest of the split. That makes me think that... That's happening. They're committed, right? Like, if you're saying we're locking them in, like, that's like a champ select term. Like, you've you've locked these players in uh, to champ select for the rest of the split, I think. Yeah, that sounds like that. Yeah. Just remember, a lot of these tweets, people don't actually care about if, like, by week nine, if they just say, just kidding, you know, just we're swapping yeah. again. They yeah. usually don't care about that. So it just brings confidence to the players and to the fans. That what they saw is just going to keep going. Well, also, can you imagine, like, what, they had, like, this good weekend this weekend, or they feel good about the, the roster this weekend, then, like, week eight is bad, and so they just revert it back for, like, the final week? I just, I think it's most likely that at least that would be, in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, that would be awful. If if they have one bad week, they for sure should run it back again. They would need two bad weeks, three bad weeks. Yeah. But do you trust Artemis? Did I just die again? No, you're, no, good. you're good. Hello? Can you hear us? Rez? Maybe he did die. Raz? Three. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm all right. I'm alive. Okay. We're okay here. Is this gonna, are we going to be able to do the show? We're going to. All right. This happens I mean, going so good. rarely. Um, point that I'm saying is that they should have give them the leniency of two to three, three, three bad weeks, two bad weeks, two bad weeks. Is, is that what you tell your players on the team? You guys oh. can have four bad weeks before <laughs> I just change things up <laughs> if you get last i might do something <laughs> that's my attitude i like the idea is this constantly changing too it's like you tell them you got four bad weeks and then they have a bad week and you're like you guys only have one more bad week before i make a change <laughs> i go for the, the, three, the three strike policy you can int me three times before you're benched uh <laughs> You just have like tally marks up on a whiteboard for each each of the players. Stars for games where they get the player of the game. <laughs> you get three stars, you get a week off. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna run a team like first grade. Lord have mercy. All right. Anyway, um, so should we grab? Do you want to start with Little Chester? Yeah, yeah. But but why don't we? You want to start grabbing or like give the spiel? I'll, I'll, do, the, I'll do the spiel and then we'll grab him. And then okay. under under his gloating, I'll pull more people. Uh, so if you haven't seen the show before, it's a live call-in show. We go ahead and use you guys to create all of our content because we're too lazy. So go ahead and join up the Discord. I'm spamming Twitch chat with the Discord. Go ahead. Uh, once you get there, go and join Voice or Pleb Calls 1 or Pleb Calls 2, the voice channels. Mute yourself once you get in there. And then the, the Pleb Topics text channel up above, you'll go ahead and post what it is you want to talk about. It's a balancing act when posting what you want to talk about. I want you to come across eloquent and intelligent, but I don't want to read a wall of text to get it. Brevity is the soul of wit. Okay? So impress me, but don't, don't, don't belabor the point. If I like it, I'll pull you into the uh, waiting room where you'll hang out until it's your turn to go. We'll do a quick mic check, and then you'll be on air. There you go. And, that sounds uh, like you're just reading off a cue card there. Just if you are a there. sub, first off, thank enough. you for being a sub. <laughs> you are a better human being for being one, and I wish more people were like you. Uh, but be sure to put your topic in the subtopics channel because that'll give you a bit of a better chance because it moves slower than the, the pleb topics. Oh, also shout out to the subs who uh, might have cool badges now. Uh, we made new sub badges. The tier one has a very scuffed microphone, so we moved some of some people down. Other people have really fancy ones, so they got those done recently. This is uh, a golden mic for six months. Yep, oh, congratulations. Do you want to uh, 
Oh, wait, you don't have the golden mic because I don't think you have a sub. Yes. Yeah, I think people just sub for me. Oh, I shouldn't have said that because all oh, right, well, because um, it's someone will just do it. But oh no! All right. Yeah, it's a problem. Mark, you want to grab our first caller? My cat's like falling off my lap. What are you doing, dude? Are you look at my toe. Don't lick my toe. Lick it. <laughs> can we get a can we get a foot pick just for this? Yep. Uh. <clears throat> just for the people. All right. Thank you to Ahili, Ted Too Cold, Bodies by Burt, Wild Times, Red Rain, Final Fantasy uh, 14, who subbed again, Replicate Storm, Sochan 22, Boba Cola, Boba Cola with a 35 months, one month away from three Little years. Great, crazy, Quiet Pirate and Sally's are. Little Chester is here. Little Chester, where are you calling from? Columbia, Missouri. Columbia, Missouri. And, I mean, I know what you want to talk about because you started spamming me, like, days ago with this. But uh, what, do you, what do you want to talk about? Uh, so, about four weeks ago on episode 128, I called in and said that Evil Geniuses needs to make a change in the mid lane to fit the meta. And that I thought Golden Glue would be a good pickup because that was the week that he got released. Uh, Twitch chat didn't agree at the time. But, actually, in the last time I was on uh, with Raz... I got to gloat about saying Hooney would go to Evil Geniuses, so it's all just working out when Raz comes on the show, so you should have him on more often. There we go. Oh, you predicted uh, Hooney to EG as well? Yeah, uh, that was before the season started. The split, uh, you mean? Yeah, yeah, sorry, the split, correct. Um, what was what was my me and Travis's reaction? You said Twitch chats. Do you remember what, if Travis and I were on board or... Uh, Travis got mad because I used a sports analogy. Uh, <laughs> he gave me like 30 seconds, um, but I came up with some better analogies if you want them now. Uh, but I don't know if I do. I love analogies. Was that league, was I on their board? Uh, more or less, I think, but I think the biggest problem is I don't think I presented the argument all that well. I just think that teams need to do a better job of, a, of utilizing bigger rosters to use subs when the meta changes. So, I mean, the analogy I would use now is like, you had uh, Reckless stepping down from Fnatic when the bot lane mages were prevalent. I mean, even Faker took some time off and got benched for Easy Hoon when he wasn't as good at Azir, when Azir was meta years ago. I mean, the best players in the world. I mean, Khan splits time uh, in uh, the LPL now. Uh, it just seems like North America is the only league that refuses to use subs and to adapt as the meta goes, as opposed to just leaving your team out there all split long. Okay. Well, let's, okay, let's take a couple steps back here. So... You called in and you said that Golden Glue should join EG or EG should pick him up because you think Golden Glue are you you were saying Golden Glue was better than Jazuke in the meta? Yeah, I think that Jazuke was struggling on ch uh, champs like Karma. Uh, he struggled on Kogma. He struggled on I think Galio. He had a bad game if I remember right. I mean, he's looked really good when he's played things like LeBlanc and Echo, but he doesn't play as well in the supportive style picks. I think. I think instead of looking at players is like a one kind of number like a 10 out of 10 or an 8 out of 10 i think it's better to look at them on certain champs or in certain metas and say i think jizuke is a better player than golden glue overall but i don't think that means he's better in every matchup or in every meta so i i'm kind of curious Razamark, is your expectation that jizuke got benched because of meta stuff because my guess would be like they, even though Kumo had some good moments at the start of the split, like they felt like it was better to get Huni in there. Huni has a pretty good relationship with Bang. I mean, in, in the interview I did with him, he, they, he called him his best friend or one of his best friends. But you have, and and I th think that that roster is like pretty emotional. 
and you know a bunch of lose streaks you you throw in uh Hooney in the top lane which you have in order to do that you need to have golden glue in and then you've got golden glue Svenska. i like my sense is it was less of a meta decision and more of like a team dynamics situation i'm kind of curious if either of you guys have similar feelings or different ones um you want me to start first on this one mark go for it um I think the idea of changing players based off of uh, playstyles is something that started coming up in like 2015. And most of the time, it's a bad idea for, um, unless if the players are of equal strength, because usually the more talented player will be able to play the, the, the separate playstyle. Like the more talented player, it's like getting the shy to play tanks. At times, he still has the habit of playing and he can int, but like you can teach that very quickly. Usually by like four weeks or something, like the, just the more talented player will basically take over in multiple different play styles. Like that's, that's my experience and maybe there are gonna be certain cases, but especially with the specific example you gave for EG, like remember we just came off of a week where uh, we got to see Kumo and Riven, that's, that's a side piece, but primarily uh, Jizuke and Echo and he played really poorly. That was honestly the worst game I've seen from EG and just from League of Legends on a major region for a long time. Because I even made, I. I've taken a step back usually from like t live tweeting games, but I was like, how many times are they just going to make a run through their base? Because usually you're doing that if you make a grand error in your 1-3-1. I was like, he's just not playing well. That was their uh, default. <laughs> it's just like, a run I'm buying time, guys. And they heard that every two minutes. <laughs> so I think in this case, um, Jizuke is a very talented player, but is like a firecracker. Where you have no expect, you you don't have an expectation of if he's going to perform well in the week, and they need consistency. Um, they desperately need that. So of course, like the risk is you bring in Golden Glue and Huni, or at least you bring in Golden Glue and you lose that part of the map that you can play through that 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 can bring action. Um, that is an active player that you know is going to be playing carries consistently and all that. Um, and Huni is that. So now we just got to watch out if Huni is, you know, consistent. And I think that's the problem, right? It's between Huni and um, Jizuke and who could be the more consistent carry. One of the things, I think it, I think they said this in their video. It might have been during the interview with with Gabby during about it. Uh, yeah. They talked about it's like shot calling, I think, for Huni and like late game. Uh, shot calling or something being something mm -hmm. that they're interested in getting out of him. So, you know, to, to your point more about some of the changes that they're looking for beyond just meta of mid lane. It sounds like that could be it too. Um, and, you know, I don't think, I think Kumo had a really good start and was starting to slump more and more. Uh, but I don't think he was terrible. Maybe he was. Mm -hmm. And we don't have scrim information, so maybe he was doing okay on stage but struggling. Um, I don't think Jazuki was playing great to the point where we're like, oh shit, we can't win without him. And this is a new look that I think can, can be okay for them. And if they feel like it's it's less coin flippy overall and they can make consistent improvements, then I, I think I understand it. Even beyond Jazuke, just like maybe they didn't have a great shot caller beyond Sven. And I don't know. I, I, I figure Azel and Sven would be fine, but they might want more or whatever. So who knows? You know, and it's hilarious because um, I'm working with Grayson. Like Golden Glue is a very vocal player. And he's very direct in what he what wants to do on the map and how he can help. So uh, the whole Swole Bros thing, like the, what what we got to see them do on Cloud9 and what I expect to happen again, and what Grayson was able to do on the main team in Golden Guardians is amplify 
his jungler, work with his jungler. Like they have a map plan, and he can piggyback off Senskaren, make Senskaren look like an, a sensation, like Doombi does to Tien. Like these are the type of things that I expect to happen. So you should also just expect not only clear, consistent map calls coming in from the team, which is hard to see from the outside looking in, but you can probably tell from the team not doing some random stuff that you've been seeing in the past few weeks. Um, and also, players will look better. And that's what I usually see from it. Because Jazuke is the type of person that you need to put resources in, and he looks better off of the fact that everyone's on the same page now and putting in resources into him, and he just goes wild on his more mobile champions, where I would expect it to be the opposite with Grayson now putting resources in Huni or Svenskaren. Inkeet Pancakes in Twitch chat says, wait, how does Raz have experience with GG? Uh, oh, with Golden Glue? Yeah. Oh, well, Golden Glue with, because uh, first of all, uh, the office space, I work with both the LC, like I don't work with the LCS team, but I constantly come in contact with them and have conversations with them. And then when uh, the changeup happened, when Demonte and Blaze Olive had their um, tryouts and everything, um, I was also working with Grayson in Academy for about a few weeks. So, yeah, and I, keep, I know how and keep Pancake says, wait, I thought you were a caster. Oh, my. I knew, what, I knew what Travis was getting at that whole time, that he wanted you to make fun of this guy for being uninformed. And Raz, being the nice guy that he is, just goes and answers the question. Honestly, he's like, you know, no, no, no. I didn't I want you to make fun of him. I just I thought it was very funny because I, I love the idea that, like, you've been working for the org uh, for a while. And, like, people just don't know this. Every time I'm on Twitter or I look through Reddit, everyone's like, isn't he still casting the LPL? I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> His English has really improved. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, so then Mark and, and Raz, am I correct in thinking that like this was probably not like a decision they made for the meta, so we can still say Lil Chester was wrong? No, I, <laughs> I don't think he's a hundred percent wrong. Like I'm sure it's it's uh, a combination of all the but, factors we're talking about. But he was about. at least some part wrong, right? I mean you could say that or he's some part right, as in like it's, wow, why didn't you nail every single reason that they could possibly I'm just use? saying his sports analogy didn't really stand up in my opinion. Look, sometimes the best can miss sometimes here, Chester. Look. Travis, Travis, you didn't know who Stephen A. Smith was, so I don't think I can make oh! a sports analogy that's going to work for you. Um, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I just think that it's good that teams are finally starting to experiment with bigger rosters. I mean, there's been a ton of teams, especially the teams that haven't done as well this split, who've been subbing people in, who've been trying new things out, who've been moving pieces around. Because it just feels like for years it's been so stagnant. It's almost felt like most teams, once you get on the roster to start the split, you're there for at least that split, if not the whole season. And so I think it's good that we're finally getting some diversity. But I do think play style matters, and I think teams are finally starting to figure that out. I think the LPL and the LCK have done it for years. I think a lot of teams have multiple junglers or multiple top laners, and you see them swap them in and out depending on the matchups or depending on meta or whatever. But I think there's a lot to it. Oh, and to, Mar or, uh, yeah, to Mark's point about uh, Kumo early. I think he abused Volibear probably more than anybody. I think he played it all of the first three weeks, I think, or at least four of the first five games. So uh, that was back when it was especially broken, and so I think that helped make him look maybe better than he was early in the split, but that's a side point. Well, Chester, thanks for the call. Anything that you want to predict on the way out or shout out? Can I throw a few things out real quick? No, here, tell me who's going to make Worlds. Uh, from which region? Here, North America, the only one that matters. Uh, well, never forget that Travis wanted to send Cloud9 to Worlds automatically, and now they may not even get first place in the split, so I just want to mm. point that out. Uh, but 
I think that Cloud9 will make it. Do you think that they'll think... get top three? Yeah. I, do I think Cloud9 will make and, it to and the I, world? Let's yes. be clear. I said that, that was that's in a, a situation where we weren't sure if we'd be able to send any team from Worlds, and so it felt like a good idea to potentially send at least one in if it was in one instead of none. If we're going to point out, though, that some people were partially wrong on their reasoning, I believe your reasoning <laughs> was because Cloud9 would never lose a game and they were so far ahead of everybody that it might as well just send them because uh, they were going to win out anyway. I definitely didn't say that. Uh, I definitely, no, I mean, Raz and Mark are, are you know, punching the air right now, but like, I definitely did not say that. So I never said they are so far ahead they'll never lose a game. I think it was like what like this team will probably win, which I still think they probably will, and I think most people would agree with that. And then I would say, and what are I think I said, and what are the chances that they'll get top three? You know what I mean? Like, little Chester, thanks for the call. <laughs> Real quick though, one last thing. I just I'm excited to hear what Blue Jay has to say tonight, uh, and I want to point out that Blabber is a system jungler. So that's all I gotta say. Oh my goodness. It's like a term we don't even actually have in league. I I like that people are trying to bring a more sports term. He's a system quarterback. A system jungler. That's. I mean, you guys like that caller. System jungler. I I I just love it because he's antagonizing. I went for bat. I went to bat for that guy and was like, Mark, we should bring him on. He got it right, and then he just abused his time. He made some great content for us. What do you mean? The man, I think, secretly hates you, Travis. I think he (laughs) he just comes in. I'm not sure if it's so secret. Mark's up grabbing the next caller. Shout out to Quiet Pirate, Sally Zar, so many things. Uh, Shiana C uh, and Khalil671, I think is what that is. Either way, thank you uh, to everyone who's subbing. I really appreciate it. Again, thanks for people showing up. I know we're doing this on a different day. Uh, so it's always really appreciated whenever people make the time. Lucas, uh, Lucas, thank you for the prime. All right, Flair is here. Flair, where are you calling from? Uh, Pensacola, Florida. Pensacola, Florida. How's stuff going on in Pensacola, Florida? Not good. Yeah. Not good at all. What do you want to tackle out of the show? <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think Dignitas and CLG are the uh, two teams that aren't going to make playoffs. Dignitas and CLG. Okay. Uh, interesting. Uh, do we think this is a hot take? I guess CLG's looking pretty decent right now, it's or a, like middle of the pack, right? CLG, so. yeah. Okay, so why do you think CLG and Dig? Um, I just don't think CLG has anything really going for them. Uh, I think they've kind of exhausted some of their like early talent, uh, like at the beginning of the split, uh, with Deos going and subbing in and trying to do like creative things with their roster. I I think they've kind of exhausted what they could have done. Um, but at the same time, uh, I think they're just going to flounder out by the end of the split. People are going to know how they're going to play. I think their drafts have looked really weak. Um, and for Dignitas, I think they're just the same sort of thing. They're going to flounder out. Um, they've exhausted a lot of their early like sub-ins with, play- or with players and this, that, the other. It looks like CLG has only won, if I'm reading this right, one game in the past three weeks. Yeah, they're one in five. Yikes. It's not going to get easier for them either. Uh, they have a pretty rough schedule ahead. Like taking a look at it right now, they got Hundred T, who's on the 100T. rise. Yeah. TSM. And TSM. TL. Golden Guardians. I mean, that's fine. I'm not going to be. That's a layup. Yeah. That's yeah. A... Oh, whoa. Uh, FlyQuest. <laughs> that's a sports reference. <laughs> I got that one. Wow. Uh, FlyQuest, and then Cloud Nine is the last one. So like, 
Fly, Cloud9, TSM, 100, uh, TL, like these are not easy wins for them. So Almost everyone is above them in the standings. Yeah. You know, at this point, other than 100 Thieves, and even that 100 Thieves, like you're saying, is looking better recently. So Yeah, and remember, they lost, like last week should have been their easiest one, but they lost to IMT and Dignitas. So. Okay, so, so are you guys, how are you guys feeling about, like, how confident are you feeling in the, the idea that CLG won't make it? I think the part that I'm struggling with is just, you know, where they are in the standings. I think if you're saying after, you know, after last weekend, like, like what I was saying about who they lost to, it's, it's hard to say that CLG is a top eight team. Um, but at the same time, they had a hot enough start yeah. that they might still make it in. That's uh, the thing. Yeah. That's the problem is it is like by the end of it, by through power rankings, you can be the worst team, but if you just literally have an insane start like clg did you can make it to playoffs regardless of that personally just taking a look at this i think it's possible i think i would agree with clg being bottom two like i think i think imt it's rough for them because they have games that they should be winning that they lose anyways um so i just have a faith that imt is getting better and better as a team and their drafts are pretty smart i mean the thing is imt also do they have the head-to-head? If not, they have a tie. Oh, you're right. Because Immortals beat CLG. Once. Yeah, they have a tie. Okay, so yeah, like they could that could force a tiebreaker, right? Unless I'm doing the tiebreaker. And that's just two wrong. wins. I do think that's really possible. So I, I, I think I would I wouldn't bet on it. Not much of a betting person. I think CLG for sure. I would say would be a bottom two team by the end of the split. Okay, so you think they they. When you say I won't bet on it because I'm not much of a betting person, but then you make that statement, I don't know how to interpret it. Because saying, like I'm saying that statistically, it's, it's a reason they may be in playoffs. Yeah, but at the same time, I think they'll be the second word. Like, gotcha. yeah, I think they'll be bottom two in terms of play. Yeah, I think um, I could easily see it happening. I like you know what, what Brad is saying though. Like it's it's close enough though that I would say like it's fifty fifty, maybe even a little bit CLG. Um, favorite just because teams are looking a little a little scrappy. I mean, I, I think Golden yeah. Guardians are, are good, but they're not above like, you know, I think Golden Guardians should make playoffs, but they're not above inting a draft. And that could be against CLG, and then they pick up another one that, you know, you didn't think they were going to get. And mm-hmm. so, like, <sighs> this is the kind of stuff that can make it hard to predict, even if we think CLG is not that great, that, like, in league, people can lose games pretty easily. Uh, yeah. Early game mistakes, like, TSM runs in and just fucking kills themselves. <laughs> like, like uh, what game it, was that? Uh, it's worth noting. Oh, CLG running in. I don't remember. TSM yeah. running. TSM ran into someone level one. Was it Golden Guardians? TSM no. Put, ran. Put it happened this weekend. Who the fuck? Did oh, you... Immortals. Nah. Yes. FlyQuest. Yeah. FlyQuest. FlyQuest. That's that the one. Quest. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like that was a game that was just decided like in the first five minutes because TSM was playing bad. You know. Um, that can yeah. happen to CLG. So, but oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think on. they're good. I think uh, just to add to that, uh, meta changing quite a bit. Patches are pretty big right now. Um, and so, like, probably the biggest headshot I saw in terms of draft was the Senna AD carry into no damage on your comp. And that comes through from, like, not having much practice with that team and not having much practice with slotting Senna in your first three picks. Because by the end of it, you're like, oh, we're so flexible, but we kind of walked into a wall because we didn't think about the overall composition. And, yeah, to the point about inting draft, that can happen far more easily now because more picks are coming in, so. Yeah. Uh, so the, the Dignitas part, 
also yeah. missing feels pretty pretty possible. They're really hit or miss, I think. That uh, feels super likely in my mind. Man, that one pains me. Because I think their 2-0 week that they had, they looked really well. Like, they looked really good. And then they decided to... And this is nothing against Viper. This is more of a question of, like, what is their decision-making tree for putting players in and out? Because remember at the beginning of the split, I'm pre- I don't know where I said it, but my biggest take was that I do not like just slotting in players randomly, it feels. Like, if you come in with five-set players, I want five-set players until they start performing poorly for, like, a set amount of weeks. And then you have a reason to, you know, bring them up or, you know, swap them in the academy. But I just felt like, especially this week, Lorlo and Dem- uh, Lorlo and Dardock looked great as a duo. They looked really good. Um, they were working off each other. They were on the same page for the most part. And they got a 2-0 off that. And then now we see Viper. And it's nothing against him individually. It's more on the idea of he just came back in after work playing. Like, I, my team played against um, uh, Dignitas Academy with a Viper in the top lane. So how much practice is this team now getting with Viper on the LCS team? I just don't like the constant changing variables. I don't think that's healthy. I don't think you learn much off that. You're learning a lot. That's not really yeah. yeah the, my, the only oh, go ahead, Mark. The only caveat I was going to throw in there is that they might have already sacked the season and said we're not making worlds. Just mm-hmm. being realistic, and they're saying we want most the most data we can get for for roster making next year. And in that sense, I can understand being a little bit more flexible with your roster than would normally be typical. But I don't know why that means Viper has to go in that week. You know, like you can give Lorlo a chunk of games and then give Viper a chunk of games instead of like doing this potentially alternating week to week thing. My problem with that is that this is probably the split in which you are least incentivized to give up on a split because it, you have eight seeds going into playoffs. So now every team has that feeling like they can make it as long as they get their shit together by the end of the split. And so I don't think I don't I, I don't agree with that. I just don't know what their thought process is. Maybe they're putting yeah. a lot of it was, in what their scrims are. It was the devil's advocate. Like yeah, I don't, I don't part, really part of my it, problem but. for Dig um, is they beat their wins were against Immortals, FlyQuest, and CLG. And like FlyQuest looked I mean, maybe they're getting their shit speaking, getting their shit together. Maybe they're starting to, but like I don't know. Those are not impressive wins to me. And a small <sighs> counterpoint is that I would agree with you. Like the problem is the way, the fashion they did it. I think yeah. the eye test for me was these players were not only on the same page as a unit, um, but their top side looked like they were strong. There were obviously a few question marks, like Phoenix Champion pool, the consistency around his play. Like, can he do this more frequently? That's a good question, right? I would, I would like to see that. But for me, I think Lorlo has been consistent on stay, uh, on game day. And so I would love to see more Lorlo and Dardock because it felt like that was real and you can build on that. Okay, um, I, I want to, we, we need to move on to another call in a second, but I, I just want to ask both of you guys and maybe the caller. I mean, the caller has already shared his, his takes on the, yeah. but if not CLG and Dig, then who? Mortals, I guess? Uh, I take I, it. It would come down to that tie, the week. I think there's a week seven game between uh, Immortals or uh, Dignitas and Immortals at yeah. some point. That's going to be like the who's going to make it sort of thing. I, um, I would even throw 100 Thieves' name in there as, as a potential. I mean, yes, they beat C9, they looked good, um, but they got taken apart this weekend pretty pretty handily. I mean, the the TSM game was close and kind of back and forth, but the TL one they got blown out. Um, yeah. So. You know, I don't think that this team, just because they, they beat 
C9 and had a good little spurt in the middle, that doesn't instantly mean that you're going to be, that could have been honeymoon phase. That could have been a bunch of things, you know, like it, it could have been just a good week or in a half. And one thing to be aware of is that 100 Thieves just changed their play style entirely. Like, they're no longer a scaling slow style team. And they have now two, well, Poom being the rookie and Contracts, who's now being slotted into this team for the first time. So, like, consistency, you should not expect that. Um, so, yeah, um, they're learning. And so they should lose. Like, naturally, they should lose if they're going up against teams who've been together for the entire split while your cat's doing tricks up there. <laughs> Okay, well, anyway, let's talk about... Another uh, caller. Another caller. <laughs> right? Or do you want to do an ad break? Flair. We, we can do an ad break. Flair, anything you want to say before we, we say goodbye to you? Uh, nothing much. I uh, love the show. Uh, I've been watching for about six months now, and it's really helped me actually get into the esports scene of League. Uh, I actually played the game for a minute, and I didn't really care about the esports, but I played, like, CS and stuff, and... Getting into this show actually helped me get into league esports scene and everything. So, so, so how did you find out about the show? Uh, your interviews. Your interviews popped in my recommended, and I binge watch your interviews while I'd play. And then over time, I found like hotline league, hotline league clips, uh, and then I ended up just tuning in. When, when was this? Sorry, this is just very helpful information for me. When was this? Uh, <laughs> like end of 2019 ish. Okay. Maybe mid of 2019. That's that's cool to hear because I just like it oftentimes feels like there's not new like viewers coming into the scene for for league esports, so it's always fun whenever I hear about somebody new. Either way, thank you so much, Flair. Have a good one. Love you. <laughs> All right, let's take it slow there. Okay, let's 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 speak of taking it slow. Let's take a, a, a quick break, which is the opposite of slow. Talk about Alienware. Alienware.com slash Travis. Go check them out. We do so much cool stuff with them. I just did a, uh, I did a video with Ovali that'll come out soon. We did a stream where we were playing uh, Minecraft with the new NVIDIA ray tracing stuff that's in that, which is fantastic. I was able to do that with this, uh, this Alienware PC and, and actually hooking Ovali up with an Alienware PC soon as well. I think it's supposed to get delivered tomorrow. So that's awesome. Really appreciate Alienware being able to uh, help me and also those that uh, work with me. But I also want to talk about how I've been playing Death Stranding recently. I don't know if I... I'm just going to go for it. This was this is a little off script. Death Stranding is not a walking simulator. It's quite good. You should definitely play it on PC if you want like a narrative cinematic experience. But the reason I bring this up is because uh, I've been using NVIDIA DLSS, which you should... like If you care at all about graphic stuff or whatever, or tech, go look up NVIDIA DLSS with Death Stranding. It is actually insane what that technology does in terms of allowing me to, for instance, stream at high frame rates or play the game in high frame rates and stream at high resolutions. I use this Alienware uh, ultra-wide monitor, which you can go check out at alienware.com slash Travis. I think we have it on the we have it on the page. If not, oh yeah, we do. Uh, the 34-inch curved gaming monitor. It's fantastic to play that game. It's just, it's just really cool. So either way, go check all that stuff out. Maybe Death Stranding's not your game. Maybe something else is. But there's all sorts of great stuff coming out uh, soon. Cyberpunk, for instance. You'll, you'll want to make sure you have a good computer for that. And the NVIDIA graphics card uh, that you could have power that is going to make that thing really pretty and really nice. So either way, uh, check cool. out Alienware.com slash Travis. And while you're there, please use Travis10OffQ2 to save 10% on your purchase. 
That actually helps us out a lot. Either way, thank you so much to uh, Alienware for their support of the show. Want to grab the I next support your I support your statement on Death Stranding, by the way. It's an amazing game. Oh, yeah. I forgot that you also stand uh, Death Stranding. It's good. You beat it, I'll right? take the opposite. Yeah, I beat it. You should, so they, they have uh, what's really cool, and I'm not suggesting you need to play it again, but the, they developed a special widescreen mode for the game, which oh. is awesome because it's, you know, movies, it's very cinematic game, so watching it in, like, a cinematic resolution or playing it yeah. in a cinematic resolution is really cool. So they like, I think they like went back and redid the cutscenes and did a whole bunch of cool stuff. And it is, that sounds awesome. It is really cool. So, yeah. Uh, Alice RN and chat says, My new Aurora 11 is getting delivered tomorrow. So excited. Thanks, Travis. Thank you, Alice. That's awesome. I'm really excited for you. It's, uh, it's always great when you get a new computer. And, uh, hey, the other cool thing I'm going to say, I know we're, we were exiting the break, but Alice, I am almost certain you're not going to have any issues with it. Uh, I, we've had great, great times. Every now and then, you know, as is the case with any computer system, you might have an issue with it. If you do, just go check, uh, message Alienware Tech, I believe it's, yeah, Alienware Tech on Twitter. They've been fantastic to work with uh, for my team if we ever have an issue. And they'll, they'll literally send a tech out to your place and get stuff fixed very rapidly, replace stuff, whatever. So, so this is a cool thing that you don't really get if you are uh, custom building. Anyway, sorry, next caller. Off goes Mark. Mikhail1 subbed for three months says, thanks to your Travis Tanoff Q2 code. Just bought the Alienware R10 with the sale going on, plus your discount. Shared the rest of, or the code with the rest of my friends interested in new PCs. Awesome. Thank you, Mikhail. Spencer Neutron for tier tier three for 28 months. Uh, Magic Eagles, Majestic Eagle. Thank you for the uh, tier one. Next caller should be here any second. What'd you do, Raz? What you, you're just picking up random stuff. What am I looking? Where did you purchase that? <laughs> it was actually in um, Taipei. <laughs> I got it in Taiwan. It was fantastic. It goes in a night market. Nice. Whatever. Anyway, Sabays is here. Sabays, where are you calling from? Hello, Travis. Hello, Mark. Hello, Rest. Hey. I'm thrilled to be here. Um, well, I am calling from Viña del Mar, from the country of Chile, to be more specific. Awesome. Well, thank I'm you glad for you calling. You were more specific because I was not going to know. Which yeah. country again was it? Which country? Chile. Chile. Ah. In this South America, you know? Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, I, know, I just didn't hear the word, all right? Yeah, I know where I love, it is. That's my favorite right. place in Asia. It's my favorite. Oh, <laughs> Jesus <God>. Christ. <laughs> I know. I didn't hear. So, Baze, what do you want to talk about on the show? So, well, my take is the following Team Liquid will end as NA's first seed and will outperform C9 in Worlds. Whoa, this is hot. Uh, That's a big one. So, okay, why do you think this, Sabase? So, well, let's start mentioning that watching C9 play is satisfying and that their fights and strategy are fun to watch. C9 are indeed the best at punishing mistakes and NA teams have a lot of those. Teams at Worlds, on the other hand, will not be as exploitable. And to me, the fact that C9 has been dominant in their wins doesn't mean that they are able to win in a broad set of scenarios or conditions. On the other side, uh, I mean, of TL, their wins haven't been flashy, and especially the first ones were relying on their opponents making mistakes. But what they have is that they are netting the wins they need through multiple scenarios. And why they are where they are, I mean, that's the reason why they are where they are on the standings. 
So also um, recently they are showing they want to be more proactive during the early game and are starting to establish leads of their own. So, well, maybe they still like don't have enough time to practice this, but still I think, um, I mean, looking onwards to Sunday's game. So I think that even if they lose against C9 this Sunday, I still think they will have enough time to um, be ready for that stage on the on the best of fives and then beat C9. I love Ooh. this guy already. This I was a, it. I mean, Great I'm call. not gonna say I, I agree with it, but uh, it was a well-argued case. Yes. I'll, I'll definitely give you that. I definitely, it do, although I will say it does sound like you're saying Cloud9 is suffering from success. Like the fact that they've been so dominant is is gonna undermine their ability to find success later on because they they're not struggling enough. They don't have much enough adversity. In I their mean, life. to be fair, Caller also did say that you know C nine is all about you know crapping on people's mistakes and yeah, they make it's, a lot yes. more in North America with all these skirmishes. <laughs> they can out skirmish people like crazy. And when you get to these other teams like the LPL teams, it, you know what? Well, let me. You know what the problem with this take is? You know, my issue with this take is it's so impossible to track the six. Because here's my thing with it. TL is definitely the fastest developing team, in my opinion, and how they're working on their game. Because uh -huh. you're, you're right in the sense that they were a pretty slow-paced team. Like, they even mentioned that in one of the inter like Brox's interviews with Travis. I'm pretty sure he mentions the fact that he wants them to be a more faster pace. He's heavily critical about his own team's uh, pace of game and the last game I saw them and I was really impressed was when they went up against EG sure EG had the pretty butchered comp but I was really impressed with a um, Jensen's laning sure it was in a positive matchup but like he did really well in that matchup uh, like yes. he actually performed insanely well in the lane and then on top of that punished up like baited flash got it they challenged red buff as an objective just to bait in another fight which is a an aggressive mood once again most people won't treat uh, enemy red as an objective to fight for they would just wait for a rift trail little dragon all these types that's what they would have done in the first few weeks so they are definitely moving it quickly in a positive rate the reason why i said i have the problem with this take is that right now it's easiest it's super easy to say c9 is the better team c9 is far more talented in like in quite a few of the roles C9 is far more like on the same page, and and on top of that, like they're they're pretty much right now the the far more um, well-oiled machine and stronger individually in each role, especially the bot lane. But when it comes to playoffs, and then when it comes to worlds, that's a long time from now, and TL can literally overtake them having a separate, a different style. So that's why I think it's hard because we can say right now, oh yeah, hell no, <laughs> it's like C9 is. <laughs> C9 is a better team, but then it gets the worlds, and then suddenly TL is just like so much can change by then. So you already know what I think. I think C9 is better, but I, uh, yeah, I I agree with Raz, and I know there's a, a Broxa caller in the the room right now, so I won't I won't hit on Broxa too hard. But there is definitely some problems with TL and Broxa like integrating. Uh, I mean, there's just no world where your jungler should ever be zero 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 in a game past like 25 minutes where there has been fighting and your rest of the team is picking up kills, especially yeah. on Graves where all you need to do is press R in the right direction with your team and you'll yeah. get an assist. Like it's something, something's clearly like a little off with this team. Um, and I'll hit a little bit more there to hype C9 some more. I think they're not the perfect team. They make, you know, mistakes. They can lose games, but um, 
they have such a such a great mix of champion pools that they can mess around with. Like Licorice yeah. is great at Orn. He's great at Wukong. He he can play Kale. You know, he has a lot of options right now where TL really doesn't. You know, they do have a couple tricks up their sleeve. They're adding a couple more, like with the Shen. Um, but Licorice can choose. Like, I mean, C9 can choose if they want to try and match TL style and, and put Licorice on a tank. Or they can choose to try and carry through him. And in a best of five, I really like that flexibility. Uh, you know, if we're talking about which of these two teams is better right now. To Raz's point, TL is insanely talented. Uh, and, you know, if they get Brox on the same page, they could actually end up better. I actually don't think it's that unreasonable. Well, um, indeed, flexibility is key, especially in best of fives. But uh, I have one problem with C9, which is that even though C9 on itself doesn't show the same game plan every time, and of course, there's a lot of stuff, I mean, according to the interviews I saw, at least, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we haven't seen from C9, but I, I still think that teams have somewhat discovered a consistent way to beat them. I mean, shut Blabber down so he can't enable Niski, keep things stable already for when C9 aims for a high-risk, high-reward situation and then punish. And I think, in, of course, like um, 100 Thieves, they had a great draft, but still, especially on the EG game, like I think that's where C9 was like, overly exposed and I think they didn't react well towards like the problems they were dealing with and that's the reason why I also think that C9 has big struggles that they have to overcome. I mean Mark and and, and Raz I know Mark you kind of hit on this already a little bit but should C9 fans be worried because it in, in the interview I did with Vulcan it did seem as though part of the, he attributed some of their you know part of the reason they lost in those games to like they were trying to figure out different ways to play the meta or whatever and so i worry now that we are starting to hit that point where what if c9 doesn't have enough like a variety of methods to win or different ways to to find success and like will that start to erode their ability to keep winning uh i'll say two things first thing is teams that are super successful i think this happened with immortals at one point when they had huni it happened with TSM at some point. If they're just so far ahead of the pack, obviously C9 is just probably the most successful team in the regular season. And I mean, in like in terms of like NA and probably its history. I don't yeah. know. That's between that and IMT, I guess. But naturally, the team will start dipping into being more, having more variety, like playing through another lane or something, right? And so they'll lose because they're thinking more about the playoffs. And they'll start losing their identity because it's like, well, we haven't been playing the style that made us so successful for so long. Now, that's one thing I'm worried about. It's, I'm not necessarily saying that it's happening. Like, when they lost the 100 Thieves, I think they just got outdrafted. Like, the, the draft that they went up against was probably the strongest draft on the patch. Um, and the EG one, I'm not remembering all too well. Uh, that's my memory hitting me. It was Syndra. They roamed top. They kind of collapsed on Huni and killed him once. Yeah. But didn't really get that far ahead. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch uh, of stuff going that one, that one, my memory will catch up to me. But I do think that there's a lot more. The the games from C9s that I'm not concerned about are those games necessarily because of how they're playing it. The games that I am concerned about was when they went up against FlyQuest, and I'm not saying it for my like GG's sake. When when they went up against Golden Guardians, and for me in those games, it showed that when teams are showing intent to fight as a unit early on in games, where Cloud9 would usually just stomp. 
and then get an early goal lead, that's what I'm concerned about. Because people know exactly what C9 is good at. That they um, challenge early fights around blabber. They are pretty on the, much on the same page of what they're contesting for and when they're going to fight for it. And it's usually the opposing team that are like, we don't really want to do it, but we don't want to give them the scuttle crab. And then they half-acidly just take a fight and lose. Um, right. Yeah, teams are not doing that anymore. And so like, I think that's going to be an issue for Cloud9. It's not getting them their early leads as consistently. There's still a strong team at being able to, like in the mid game, wrap it up. But that for me, that's showing a catch up mechanic from the rest of the league is that um, early game is not an issue anymore for teams going into Cloud9. And I think... Right. Uh, I mean, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say the the one thing too is like I think that they do have areas that I don't I don't like when I see them draft this way. Like I don't really like when Blabber is on the more supportive style and Niski is on the more standard control mage. Niski's Cassio is fine. Doesn't mean I want to see it with this iteration of C9. Um, but you know, there's different layers to experimentation. Like okay, so maybe your mid jungle has a certain play style that you're, it's going to lend itself best to. Kind of like how you know we always talk about the Doinbi comparison because Niski has talked about himself so much. Like, if, if you're going to be Doinbi, go be Doinbi. Okay, you don't need to have ten different play styles for your mid laner where he's also playing Cassio Azir, Syndra, uh, Ori. You know, you don't need yeah. to do that. Uh, and your top laner can be the one that has a little bit more flexibility. So Licorice, I've seen him win on Orn. He's looked great on Orn. I've seen him win on Wukong. I would trust him to win on Jace more often than not. Even though he did, I think you. Wait, well, wasn't there losses on Jace or if they won both their Jace games? My memory's not that good, my friend. I don't remember exactly, but I, I would trust him to win on Jace, you know? Um, so I think, yeah, okay, so maybe they have a mid-jungle synergy that they're locked into that's going to roam around the map and snowball the early game, but you can still change which side that pressure is going to go to, whether that's going to top side or going to bot side for who you want to snowball. Like, I, I think you can, there, there's degrees to experimentation. Not every lane needs to be able to play every single pick if you can choose if you want to snowball top or bot in any given game, and you can pick five different champions in mid that are always going to be there, or like some combination of them will be there to enable your mid-jungle. Mark, I didn't For want to sure. interrupt your train of thought earlier, but uh, it was against uh, Someday's Camille, and they lost. With they did lose that one. Was that the only Jace game they played, though? I thought they played two. That's, by the way, it's getting tougher and tougher to play Jace out there. Camille's turning into a prick to deal with. I think that champion's... Yeah. Uh, Getting crazy. But if if you recall, Mark, uh, someday did or sorry, Licorice did solo kill someday twice that game. So yeah, he also lost his flash level two, like a dumb dumb. Yeah, yeah. I got a good memory. I'm not looking things up. But uh, but I've, I'm <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I do believe Licorice also played Jace against Kumo. I mean, You're opening we, yourself we, up we, to being we, wrong we, here, Travis. Drug, Travis. Yeah, I'm just saying, Travis. You. Good luck to that one. Thursday. Anyway, uh, Sabase, any any final thoughts on, on this before we head on to the next caller? Yes, well, there's a lot to talk about this, but just to keep it short, I think that um, what Mark proposed in the last part of what he was saying is also relying on that same flexibility problem that I was bringing in, which is um, the jungle mid-synergy. And if you take that... Um, Licorice, um, Sven can make more mistakes, I think. So I think the weak link is Blabber. And, and if you attack that consistently, and if you have the mechanics to do so, of course, I mean, not everybody has, but I do think Tielf does have the ability. So then, well, um, 
I think, yeah, it's it's going to be a contest, but I'm giving my uh, my hand to Team Liquid because I think they have what it takes to beat them uh, in best of fives and also to outperform them, outperform in Worlds. So yeah. Well, I, I guess we'll thing. find out. And if not, if if you end up being correct and we see TL just start stomping C9 later on and, and going further at Worlds, which I don't know what that would look like, maybe one more win before we don't make it out of groups, but I guess we'll call you, Sabes, and you can you can come on in. Where is you, you, you can be right next week because C9 and TL are playing next week. You can be right at the end of the playoffs, and then you can call in one more time. You can be right three times with this prediction. That's true. <laughs> Or maybe wrong, so yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for the call. Thank you, Travis. And also, thank you for um, streaming Death Stranding. I loved it last Sunday. And also, I wanted to give a shout-out to the Yorick Mains Discord. They are awesome, and they made me love League of Legends a lot. So, yeah. That's awesome. Thanks Sweet. Thanks for the call. I love this guy. Yeah, very wholesome. Very I love wholesome. this guy a lot. I know it's a good take, too. I really appreciate the take, because I think TL is definitely on the up-and-up, and, up and uh, yeah. Sherman uh, resubbed for 12 months. Thank you, Sherman. Your name. Uh, I love you, chat. Thank you for 32 months. Sherman, you know, the 12 months, the whole year, that feels good, but notice that I love you, chat, got 32 months. So, I mean, there's just... Yeah, you're working out for you. Wait, uh, before we take this call, Mark... Sherman subbed for a whole year now. Uh, he and I were chatting recently, and he said, I said, you should catch up with Mark one of these days because you guys used to talk more. Has he reached out to you to try to catch up with you? Yeah, we talked for like, I don't know, an hour, an hour, hour and a half, something like that, uh, last week. Oh, okay. I sent well, him an email today. I sent him a big old email. I was did expect- you read it yet, Sherman? Or did you at least acknowledge that it's in your inbox? Well, I guess we'll find out. I'm sure we, we, uh, twist Calling chat. him out. Jay- Oh, he said he read it. There you go. But no reply. JNT250, where are you calling from? The trash can now. Uh, Sarnia, Ontario. Woo! Canada! Let's okay. go. But you're not Blue Jay, right? Oh, I had. Since Blue Jay's not allowed to be on the show too many times in a row, so I had to do his take for him. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's, I, okay. it's, it's like Jay for is... a second. I believed you. Blue Jay <laughs> is posting takes in, in, the sub, or in the Discord, but he's not using a moniker trying to hide it at all but oh, i like go. this is like blue jay's brother and like at some point i'm halfway through the call blue jay's just gonna pop back on into the call and yeah, start no, responding uh, we're friends in real life so are you oh, shit. okay are yeah. you trolling no i'm not trolling oh you Holy guys are our friends shit. okay i don't this even is know spread what's on by here. blue jay this is some crazy this is a drama that you have here blue jay's like a therapist and he hypnotized someone into calling into the show to get his take on here Inter- uh, I, I can I can post proof. We have a photo together. Nope. Oh <laughs> well, my we don't know what Blue Jay looks God. like. Blue Jay in the That's chat says it's, it's true. just going to be him and a blue bird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we get, we're banning all callers from Ontario after this call. Nobody from Ontario, Canada is allowed to call into the show. JT, what do you want to talk about on the show? Okay, so just uh, my take was Brox has been a downgrade from Xmithy and at the very best a side grade and he's been the worst performing player on Team Liquid this season. This this season or this split? Or this split, sorry. That's what I mean. Curious about that one. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so why why do you think this? Yeah, I guess so, you know, 
the previous uh, iteration of Team Liquid's roster that had Xsmithy, uh, you know, you could consider Xsmithy throughout the majority of his career being sort of a facilitator in terms of the role that he plays in the team, you know, being a bit more of a supportive style jungler, not necessarily being like super aggressive in the early game, just, you know, helping out his laners, doing whatever needs to be done, whether that's, you know, objective, objective control or defending, you know, counter ganking dives or diving himself. But, you know, they brought on Broxa originally to be this sort of super aggressive jungler. He's kind of known for that in Europe being on Fnatic. He was, he's one of the top junglers in the league over there. And so I think Team Liquid bringing him in, you know, I think most people expected Team Liquid to, you know, really turn up the aggression in terms of their early game and, you know, having more of a fast paced game, you know, you know kind of similar to what C9 has been doing uh, in season 10. So I think, you know, ever since the change from McSmithy to Broxa, you know, it hasn't really actually, you know, panned out the way that I think everybody thought, you know, as, you know, Mark, you were mentioning a little bit before, you know, Broxa hasn't really been looking the best this season. Uh, for me personally, I think Graves has sort of been a bit of a weird champion for him. You know, you kind of already mentioned, like, it's really hard to go 0-0-0 on that champ when you can literally click R and get some assists. But I just think the whole Broxa addition hasn't necessarily been the smoothest because there was obviously the whole visa issues at the start of the split and right. it's, it's kind of hard to get your footing on a team when you're not with them and you've missed the first three weeks sure but then... to your to your point he's underperforming and x smithy was yes so uh admittedly i think raz re referenced this earlier brox did say in an interview with me that he was frustrated that he felt like instead of being as proactive as normal he had become more passive uh and and mark you were referencing a very interesting stat earlier about his kda uh, I, I'm kind of curious. Do you guys think that there's because we're comparing this, comparing him to X Smithy? Do you think that Brox is at an inherent disadvantage because this team, TL as a whole, seems to be having a lot of issues this year, not just like in the jungle situation, right? Like so much so that they're like star ADC that you would not have expected leaving halfway through the split ends up leaving. They've got a rookie, but like, but they're tied for first right now. Yeah, I don't. I like that's that's where you lose me. Like that would have been a fine picture to paint in sp spring, but in summer, you have Jensen and Core JJ, who look fucking amazing. Impact's doing fine. Like as much as I might complain sometimes about his champ pool or whatever, like he's actually playing well for the most part. Um, tacticals look good. Like. Yeah, they had some sketchy wins in the beginning, but I think they actually have the last couple weeks. But do you think this team is as good as the team from the last two years? And do you think that if they're not, it's all on Broxon? I don't think they're as good as they were the last two years. And I would say the biggest thing that's sticking out is Broxy. Yeah. yeah. I, I I, mean, like, this is not to say he's he's terrible or anything. Well, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's It's like the elephant in the room. Like, there's something going on. There's some reason they're not working well. I'm not saying behind the scenes either. I'm saying that just like when you watch that team play, like there's there's something not working right. And like this is not just my opinion. Like a lot of the other talk shows around are talking about this. I think it was Dom and LS had him power ranked like eighth or something of, of LCS junglers in their like little rankings or something. Like he looks like a non a complete non factor. In their wins, it, when they have Shen, Lee Sin, the one delivering the Shen is the Azir, not the Lee ever. 
It's always Jensen going in. And like in this Graves game, nothing. Uh, in in the, the game where Jensen was LeBlanc, Brox was kind of messing up some of their plays. Like, it's hard not... And I love the guy. He's, he's such a fucking nice person. He's a great addition to the LCS. But, like, I'd be lying if I said I, I thought he wasn't the weakest link on TL. Yeah. Raz, as your opinion on, on him as bleak as Marx is? Hmm. So, I'm going to come out and say that at least for the most recent games, I haven't been able to watch the most recent games for TL. Um, at least, like, as, as in-depth as, like... Mark, do you think they've been look. better? The most so recent like, games? Oh, oh, absolutely. They, they've, they've gone from, like, kind of picking up some wins where teams are inting into them, like... Yeah, I guess games. I meant Brox. Do you think well, Brox has been better yeah, in Brox the most recent games? Yeah, Brox is specific. Not particularly. He was... He's maybe a little bit better, but... I mean, didn't he get Flame Horizon recently? I mean, like, he was getting Flame Horizon for going, like, these level three ganks for Jensen and falling super far behind, and they've stopped doing that. So I'm going to say two things. First thing yeah. is, I think the correlation about, you know, Broxa being, like, the, the, the success that TL's had um, the prior years versus, like, now, they just, like, uh, you know, just changing. I, I don't mean now. I mean Spring Split. They just changed their jungler, and suddenly, like, obviously, they're they're tanking. But remember, like, um, I think a good portion of that as well was just like the team was also having issues. Like, bot lane was not performing as well as they should have been. They were not even anywhere near as dominant as they were in uh, 2018 and 2019, if I remember correctly. So, like, that changed quite a bit. So they're not the same team. But also to lend a hand to the, to the point, I do think that. Um, Smithy is a smart player in how to play the game. He's always been a really uh, good... He's always had a really strong mind of the game. Um, where to put pressure, obviously, like, in that system of the team, he's playing bot side consistently almost every game. Like, but that's a way... That's the way that found success, and he always kind of knew how to play it out. Um, with Broxa, it's different. Like, Broxa, I think his positives have always been uh, working with his mid lane, working as a duo... Um, when he was with Fnatic has been the case and now working in TL it seems like that's been the case that he's working more with Jensen so that's definitely what TL needed if they wanted to find success in international events was a jungler that can play through 2v2 on mid otherwise they would just get trounced by the best 2v2s in the world like they did previously um, that being said do I, I think Xmithia is the better jungler I guess uh, like he's for what that system needs, I guess he's been—he's a smarter player. He's more consistent. Like that's all of the, what I need. Broxa bring in, brings in like the mechanics uh, for sure. Like he brings in a stronger champion pool and he plays the game. That's something that Xmithy doesn't do. Um, like he grinds the game, and so like I think it's better f for your team. But to answer the question more succinctly, yeah, yeah, like he's—he's he's probably the weakest piece. But Mark, Mark I uh, don't seem convinced. No, no, no. I was, this was, I was smiling because I was catching up on Twitch. I was, I was digging around some stats and I was catching up on Twitch. Kelsey, Kelsey Moser absolutely predicted this. She's, she's joking about it in Twitch chat, but like yeah, even before even the going to TL part, when people were talking about Brox's strengths and weaknesses back in EU in like 2019, I think it was 2019 when, this, when she had her article, it might have even been 2018. She was saying like, yeah, his pathing is not great. And like she, uh, she picked apart his pathing mm -hmm. and like, I think a lot of people got masked by that because Fnatic was a really aggressive team and, and, and he, like you know, Raz is saying, is really good about scrapping it out. And some of your 
bigger picture decisions about why you're why you are where you are aren't so obvious when you're just getting into fights and playing them well um and so yeah she deserves a lot of credit for, for pointing this out you know a long yeah. time ago and i think this mm -hmm. is kind of what that is you know it's tragic because i think everyone has said the same thing when the change actually happened like i remember when the change happened with Smithy no longer being on tl i mean obviously i don't know what happened like but my case was that Smithy played really well in international like in terms of like his individual play he actually looked really well individually off of his Gragas, right? So I was actually quite impressed with Smithy individually, even though you would want to see him play more with his uh, mid. Um, so would I make the decision to change jungle? No, I don't think you need to. You're literally the strongest team. You just need to have a, another head in the room to change your perspective on how to play the game. Yeah, I, and I think too, like this is not like a death sentence for Broxa either. Um, uh, I don't think he's he's got awful and totally washed or anything like that. But him and TL are not really working to elevate each other. Um, I think they're 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 doing like Raz saying they're tied for first. So I'd much rather uh, try to improve and get him more on the same page. You think Brox is on TL next year? It just feels a little early to try and predict that. Cause, I mean, they could fucking win summer and then pop off at Worlds. Yeah, and I think it's, I'm going to say Brox is not on TL next year. Oh my god, you're not supposed to be the one throwing in hot takes. You can do this one. You can have this hot take. I don't want it. Hot potato. I think it'd be crazy to change Broxa. Unless if obviously he has this to continue bad performance, you should invest in him. Um... Yeah, I think he. I think he can be molded. I mean, you say uh, you say that, but like, let's say they lose in playoffs. You say unless, you, unless he has his continued bad performance. Like I, I'm not saying I'm predicting TL to to lose in playoffs. I'm just saying like, I think there are a lot of routes. Like right now, the baseline from that I'm hearing from Mark, and I and I trust most of the things Mark says. Is a, I don't know, um, is that like th this jungler is not working with TL, and. They only have a couple of weeks left to figure it out. So it feels like there's a good chance that if they do head into playoffs or they do head to Worlds, Roxa will be a liability. Maybe again, not because he's a bad player, but because like he's just not what TL needs to find success. I'm just saying it's crazy because they're in first place. Like this is a first place team we're talking about. I think it would be if they were in a worse position and also the definition of losing playoffs. I think if they don't make it to Worlds, that would be an issue for sure. Um, I wouldn't ex like they're I in first place, but it's a first place with an asterisk. Okay. What? Have you, you seen you those, those other teams? Do you think those players are sitting there right now being like, huh, we're in first place tied with C9. Like that yes. is not the, that is not the vibe, the TL vibe right now. I mean, like, uh, in, I think it's important their... to note that they are first place. I'm not trying to say that like Look. they don't deserve it or that whatever, like they, they didn't cheat their way to first place or whatever. I'm just saying like, People do not uh, think that like TL is this. I don't know. Steve Steve showed up and and he's in chat saying what an asterisk. So uh, <laughs> how, does he not, how, how does he just shows up as soon as I? I it's like I, I usually <laughs> let Mark make the bold predictions. I finally this is why I don't make bold predictions because my bold predictions are like fucking. It's like saying the name of some monster in the mirror five times and like I mean Jack or like, Steve or somebody always fucking shows up. I'm saying, like, I don't think, I think 
based off their interviews, you can hear Brock and some of the, the TL players be like, oh, yeah, there's stuff we still need to, we need to work on. We're not as aggressive as we want to be. But that's different than saying there's an asterisk next to it. Like, they haven't been as dominant as C9, but they've won just as many games. I think C9 is the better team. We just had a caller about that. But it's not like they're... Their ten wins are fraudulent. Okay, well that's I, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think the asterisk means that the ten wins are fraudulent. I'm just saying they're first place, but I don't think people feel like they are on the level of Cloud Nine. And I also think that people are really like that's what an asterisk is for. You gotta see the yeah. footnote. The asterisk does not mean oh it's te- they're te- they had ten fraudulent wins. The asterisk the means asterisk, like the asterisk is is leading to a footnote that has a little scribble about some bullshit that happened for why it's fraudulent. That's what an asterisk is for. I think whenever it comes to singing the praises of a team's success, people instantly compare that shit to C nine. Like, how about we look at them in comparison to TSM? They're far better than TSM. Far you better say than see that? C nine like. Flight. Last, what was it? The two weekends ago was saying they thought TSM was the sec, like, com- very confident that was for the second everybody. best team in the, in the Look, I cannot it said that about TL. Those players. The, C9 literally said that about TL after they beat them, and then they beat T- TSM and they said the same thing. C9 is just trying to create an opponent for us. They're, they're trying to help the broadcast. I, don't, I do not think those everyone. players are trying to that, help the broadcast. <laughs> I'm not sure if any player in the history of the LCS has ever tried to help the broadcast. What happened Mark. was they get asked an interview question. Do you think they're 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 good? And they're like, yeah, sure, they're the second best. <laughs> that is not right. what happened. At all. <laughs> That's what Sven said. Like, volunteered it. Or no, it was Sven, I think. One of the one yeah, of them Sven, volunteered Sven. it in a Gabby interview. Like Gabby wasn't like, do you think they're the best? He was like, yeah, very confidently, they're the second best team in the, the league right now. They said the same thing about TL. By the TL way, I'm not saying I think TSM is the second best team in the league right now. I think probably TL is. But I don't think it's because, like, I, I, I don't... Oh, here look... it comes. Here's the asterisk. Say it, Travis. What? Is there a different punctuation mark I'm allowed to use that is not an asterisk, but also denotes the fact that perhaps first place is not indicative of the strength of this team right now? Absolutely not. No. There's no punctuation. Can I use, like, an ampersand or, like, a What's the squiggly a tilde? Thing? Is it a tilde? What's the squiggly thing on the tilde? Like, because that's approximately, you know, if you're doing math, you the use tilde. the squig- No, the tilde's the, 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 the dink. I'm going to Google tilde right now, but I'm pretty sure it's the squiggly thing. I thought the tilde was the was the dink. Nope, tilde is the squ- squiggly thing. Wait, what's the dink then? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Which chat the now grave just spamming tildes. That's a fucking hyphy name, grave accent. It's like a French accent. Wait, how did you Google that? Did you say what's the dink? <laughs> I just, pushed the, I just uh, yeah, I went to Google. I said dink. No, I pressed the button. I just typed it in. Uh, All right, tilde is what you want to use because tilde means approximately. You know, like it's like average. It's like kind of like eh, it's around okay, that. Okay, let's take let's take three steps back. Uh, when I'm talking, right? okay, I think I'm fairly confident. I think let's it's be safe to the say crowd out there. I think it's safe to say TL will make a roster change next year because, or before the start of spring, because most teams make roster changes. Um, and, but you're I, saying Brock specifically, not a roster. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. And I think, especially based off the analysis you just gave me, Mark, that if they were to say make one roster change, or maybe two, Brock is the leading candidate for that. So I feel like it's a safe bet. I mean, it's at the current level you're saying that. It's like you're not giving the extra... Assuming they go to Worlds, they have this whole other window to improve. Yeah, if we're making bets that a a North American team will make a dumb roster decision, then, you know, that's that's another conversation, right? That's another conversation entirely because you may or may not be right. 
But if we're making a bet off of someone's performance, I don't think that's the case. I By don't way, think I that... just want to echo back. I want to, f- uh, there was a, maybe it was an episode that Raz was on and then we should probably, I for- we need to get back to the caller. Cause I, poor JNT is just never to, he's going to be like blue Jay. I'm never doing this again. Um, but I think it was, what was it? Four five, six episodes ago or something like that. I was like, listen, the LCS is always going to play out the same way. And you're like, Oh, everything is always, do you remember this conversation? Mark? I don't think it's ever the same. I'm like, guess what? It's going to be like TLC nine TSM all in some sort of random situation. And like some of the, they'll look shaky and then they'll rise up and people will sometimes think at some point in time that one of these bottom teams is looking pretty good. I look at the standings right now, I see C9, TL, TSM, and that is why I am confident enough in this Broxa prediction to make it, because I think that, like, the time is a circle, and LCS is a circle, and I have seen enough of these trends before. I love Broxa, I hope TL does well. But my prediction is that he's not on TL next. next. So what you're saying is, like, for no... (laughs) concrete reason but that you can see the pattern in the I gave in the several fabric. concrete reasons I see it in the skies yeah, I gave several concrete reasons he leaves but also the tea leaves but also cup. I've been doing this job for long enough to know that NA is just uh you know this is the seventh what if I told you Mark this is the seventh iteration of LCS and we've gotten better at destroying it every time um it's a, it's a matrix reference anyway so JNT Welcome back to the show. Good to have That's you. One of bad movies. Yeah. We don't acknowledge that reference. <sighs> You're better than people think. JNT, what do you think of all all this? What was your take again? It, it was <laughs> that. <laughs> it's the Tia. Wait, what was it? It was that Brox's the was a downgrade from McSmith. Ah, okay. The worst performing player on Team Liquid. There you go. But We're still I think on topic. For me, yeah, I think for me the main thing. I know you guys were kind of alluding to it earlier, but like I don't think the majority of people believe that Broxa is a bad individual player. I think people are just sort of doubting this whole system that he's currently in with Team Liquid and how it just it feels awkward and it's not seeming it doesn't seem to really work. But in terms of you know you guys are just talking about like potentially if there were if they were to underperform at an international competition and if they were to make a roster substitution. You know, would Broxa be sort of in the question there? And for me, actually, you know, if they were to underperform, I would like to see Broxa stay with Team Liquid and continue on because I think everyone's seen, you know, the highs of Broxa, like Season 8 at Season 8 Worlds. Like, he was really popping off, like, in group stages against IG and then, you know, in in the in their uh, playoff series against EDG and C9. And, you know, obviously, uh, they got shit on by IG. Sure. But, you know, I don't think anybody doubts that Brox is a bad individual player. I think that just more time needs to be given because, you know, the conditions haven't necessarily been perfect since he's gotten there. JNT, final question before we move on to the next caller. Do you think Brox will be on TL next year? Yes. Coward. <laughs> Anything go. you want to add, shout out before we say goodbye? Yeah, um, just, I don't know, back to the very, very start. Um, I wasn't trolling when me and Blue Jay. We are uh, friends in real life, and I just wanted to plug uh, our uh, league podcast type show that we do. So I know that the chat and everybody in the chat and Hotline League loves uh, loves them some Blue Jay. So we do a, a podcast called the Clown Fiesta Podcast, which we do at uh, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST every Monday. So I just wanted to plug that real quick since everybody loves Blue Jay. Are we, let, are we letting people do that now, Travis? Plugging, plugging competitors. I'm, I'm a ruthless businessman. I will. I mean, I, 
I, I was definitely raising an eyebrow during that. I'm now starting to realize why Blue Jay tries to get on the show every week is because he wants to promote his. Is this a new venture that you two are embarking on? Um, we just did our seventh episode. We do it once once a week. Now, if I recall, we Blue Jay started this season. coming on the show about seven weeks ago. He's building his brand. <laughs> you allowed his brand to build under mm. your umbrella, under the Travis Gafford Industries. Goodbye, Jan. Jan I'm going to start hating on your show on my burner accounts. <laughs> oh, un unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> on to the next caller. <laughs> oh, I, don't like, I don't like what's been going on here. <laughs> we need to send more people just, uh, just to throw in their name. Throw in their Instagrams, you know, their TikToks. Omega Diamond Zinc, thank you for the 22 months uh, in the prime. Really appreciate it. I don't like the direction that this episode has has taken. Your services are being thrown out there for free, just so you know. This you got. You're the agent here. You got to be charging people. Oh yeah. By the way, while I'm shouting out stuff, shout out to Draft Buff. I picked up C9 this week, and uh, I, I was like really proud of myself because I got four players from C9 and the team. Of course, they underperform. That's just how things have been going. Uh, Wild Z, Wild Z, uh, where, where are you calling from? I am calling from Friendswood, Texas, and before the guy in the comments section that got angry at me for saying that, uh, I'm in Houston. What do you want to talk about on the show? I'm going to talk about uh, how Golden Guardians will be the third team to go to Worlds along with C9 and TL. Oh! You bring oh, it in the God. right people, Mark! You bring it in the right people! Okay, oh, okay. that cat's waking up because <laughs> GG's waking up. You're yelling before, so loud, uh, the headset. Let's go, cat! Let's <laughs> before, go! Before uh, TGAF calls me the Golden Guardian simp, uh, I'm, I'm not the Golden Guardian simp. Uh, I'm just... It's just what, what I've been... What was your uh, last call also about Golden Guardians? No, my last call... Oh, God, that was... While ago, I don't even remember. I think okay, it was well something. Then, I don't right, know. I, we don't need to get sidetracked um, because okay we're running low. On, GG. I'm just right, saying. Right, right, right. running low on time. Okay, so what? Why? Okay, so here's just the main idea. I know we're running low on time, so I can't go my whole thing. The main idea is that Golden Guardians have been steadily improving, while other teams have been stagnant or regressing. Um, Hanser has been silently putting up some of the best stats of all top laners. The only one that like all overall beats him out is Licorice. Um, Closer is by and far the second best jungler in the league. He's able to find these crazy plays that no other jungler can. Just look at him, look at his set play versus Immortals. Demonte's showing significant improvement, or, well, I'm not significant, but he's improving and he's starting to emulate Niski and Duenby more and more, so that you can see in his uh, dig game. FBI has been able to show that with leads, he's actually able to perform at a very high level. Pretty much almost every single game where he gets a lead, they win. Uh, Huhi is starting to move to champs that are much better for his skill level, such as Karma, TK, <laughs> Yumi. I love but, that. Uh, you, you, you read down the, the, <laughs> you run the, the gambit with all the, <laughs> their lineup, and you're like, and he's picking champions good for his skill level. <laughs> Uh, I was really curious how that. When, Raz, when you, you seem to have a better more. better pains. Give sub in here just for the the hoo part. So, hype hoo for for callers who might or viewers who might be like, he's right. I think who he is uh, like just from my experience because I work with him in academy and I still watch uh, the main team scrim and play. Like he's a really good shot caller and communicator. 
Like, I actually think that he's like a real sound voice, and a lot of the good shit that you see in games is mostly because of his direction. Like, that's how I got my free wins, honestly, in Academy. Um, the man was definitely LCS ready, and I love the fact that he's performing right now on the team for his. A lot of the times when it comes to supports, like, it's easy to sing the praises of FBI, it's easy to sing the praises of like the team making good shit happen. A lot of that behind the scenes for me is who he so. Okay. That's that. That's all, that's I, mean, I went to call. You know what? You know what? Respect. The goes okay, and I, I feel Hell like that's yeah. what Twitch chat says too. Okay. So, couple questions here. Do you 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 said every other team is not improving? Okay, so let me be a little bit more specific there. What I mean by that, because yes, obviously, Immortals is improving. Hundred Thieves is improving. Um, but I think that a couple of those teams, like Immortals, Dig, uh, 100 Thieves, I think they're so far behind at this point that it's going to be really hard for them to get a good run in playoffs, and it's going to make it difficult for them to go to Worlds. And then for all the other teams that are above them, I think Fly is in a really big slump, and Power of Evil, the split, who I have a lot of respect, really great player, but he's just been making these really strange like mistakes and misplays. Um and it seems like it's kind of messing with the whole team's identity. Uh, TSM is TSM. Uh, EG, it feels a little too early to make any good calls on them, but I feel like their level of play, I feel like it's just going to be underneath what Golden Guardians is going to be able to reach. Uh... All right, Raz, tell him, tell him why he's wrong. <laughs> why am I going to say that? You go for it. No, I no, you're I love so much. Raz, it Raz just, why does it have, have to be me? As if, as if like, I already know I agree with this. Our, man. our job is whenever the, the caller, you know, comes in that we gotta we gotta take the yeah, other we, side, right? We bring the guests on to really what, to what's the, the name of the caller? What's the name of the caller again? Wild I'm Z. Wild Z. Wild Z? Good shit, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll be I'll be negative Nancy. Nate. I don't agree. Oh. I think get off the call. Okay. No, but no, I keep going. Can I go, Travis? No, I keep going. Yeah, I mean, I just, I'll, I mean, I'll go. I just, it's hard when I look at the other teams that are in the league. It is difficult to see. Like, it does feel as though Cloud9 and TL are in. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe TL doesn't make it or whatever, but like, that, that feels like pretty safe bets. Um, even if there's an asterisk on the TL first place. And. <clears throat> When I look at like TSM, EG, or FlyQuest, like in order for me to take the stake, I have to to believe that Golden Guardians will surpass all three of them. And while I think there's a good chance that like two of those could like kaboom potentially, it's really hard to imagine that one of them won't play to their full potential, which I believe personally is higher than the Golden Guardians' full potential. I mean, full potentials aside, like. So, Hanser always has good laning stats. Almost every single split, he is top three-ing-ish, you know, somewhere, like, flirting with that position in most individual laning stats. Because um, he, he is a, a good laner. He does sometimes die a lot in isolated situations because he's not afraid to push his advantage, but I still appreciate that. Um, but he's also had those good stats and, and plenty of losing seasons, too. He is fairly isolated from the team, doing well, um, and, and not being a huge factor in whatever else is happening on the map. And that can be fine, um, but he definitely feels less integrated than some of the other top laners. Um, 
I would say closer. I don't agree. Second best in the league. I would put him more like third or fourth. I think. What? Okay, no, that's not. Sorry, sorry, you keep going. I'm going to mute myself. Blabber, Santorin, I would place for sure above him. I think he's better than Sven Skarin, but more around that category. Um, you know, Smithy's in a, in a tra- trapped in, in Elo hell, but like if Smithy was on a good team, being able to just like lead them, I think that'd be a difference. Like if Smithy was on TL right now, we'd be talking about Smithy being second best jungler in the league. So like, I think closer's good. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's like top two. Uh, I would put him in top five for sure. I think he, he's not dominant. And then I think uh, who he has some of his, his problems in his shot calling is good and whatnot. He's been better. I can't remember as many bad mistakes as I used to remember about him. So this this might just be old bias holding on. But, like, I definitely remember seeing him run it down a couple times. Uh, Kelsey even wants me to throw contracts in there for, for above, closer, potentially. Um, but I, I would say, you know, DeMonte is hit or miss. Uh, he's got some good games, has some some stinkers. So... I don't know. They're good. I could see them making a, a deep run in playoffs, but they got their fair share of problems. If that's my, <clears throat> that's the negative side. That was me being intentionally negative, by the way. I'm not saying those are all 100% my thoughts, but since we got the caller on Golden Guardian side, Raz is, a ho- Raz is a homer. I gotta, you know, that's I gotta true. be be the negative one. Yeah, I mean, I was negative. I don't respect, think, respect. I don't think Golden Guardians is gonna make it to. Worlds. Plus, they have Razan and Arrow coaching, so you know, like. <laughs> hey, the main team has Aaron Chuchu's and an Arrow. Uh, Chuchu's is the assistant coach. He's been is doing he great. Is he Chuchu or Chuchu's? Yeah, I never actually knew. Chuchu's. Oh. Um, and uh, two-way player coach is um, Samuel Samuel Broadley. Uh, Spooks is his name, so that's cool. So like they, they do a great job. I think coaching staff is great. Players are great. <laughs> well, so, I, by the way, I just want to point out. I remember back in the day, Raz. Kelsey, Jat, you'd go to these people for analysis. Now Kelsey's in the chat being like, why aren't you mentioning contracts? My jungler is actually really good. He <laughs> deserves to be up the there. Best. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens uh, if you have an advocate. That's uh, Raz that, over here acting like reason. who he's the, the second cover. That's why you can't hire Twitter analysts. That's, just that's, like, that's the real problem. Uh, just so I can get my like real thoughts. Um, like obviously, I'm, like my take is C9 and TL should for sure make it into Worlds if it's off of three seeds. Like I would be really shocked if either team doesn't doesn't. Um, it's more off of a battle for third seed for me. And I think FlyQuest has a lot of problems. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't say FlyQuest. EG for me is a is a real big question mark because obviously they made their big shift. I would still. I wouldn't count them out because they look really good and they have a lot of really talented players. So if this system works right off the bat, then they are a real threat for third place. TSM is a team that I think right now um, is a like they should be a third place. Just off name power alone, they should be able to make it third. Um, but we say that a lot about them. And so I think Golden Guardians, for sure, should be able to beat uh, FlyQuest and EG if they're consistent. But um, a lot of the mid and late game elements of it they they are issues in terms of being on the same page that i can see i don't think it's like an individual thing i think a lot of the times it's just that um they're not always on the same page and if that happens then obviously like in a best of five they can get preyed upon um but i do think like i think they'll make it a third that probably comes to bias because i know them better so that's why i'm willing to take a step back on this discussion um if, for me if i think it's going to be between two teams off my own bias it would be golden guardians and psm <laughs> um 
and I would love to see what happens with EG. So I, I, I'm. It feels like I'm discounting FlyQuest. Uh, I am because I just don't think they're performing well as a team. By the way, I, uh, I feel like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mark. Okay, I was going to combo and say Travis's point about oh, one of these other teams is going to step up. Actually, I think it works in favor of Golden Guardians because everyone has has big problems right now. Yeah. Um, like Golden, it's easy to be optimistic about EG because we've only seen one bad game, and that was a horrible draft, and the other one beat C9. So it's, it's very easy to be optimistic about them, actually. Um, whereas Golden Guardians, I mean, like, I'm saying this seriously, Golden Guardians, you have a bunch of games that they have lost with this lineup, so it's actually easier to pull like problems and point them out. Um, and so, like, I could totally see a world where most of these teams don't, you know, become beastly and it's actually not that like it's, it's a pretty competitive thing where a bunch of teams are fighting for third um the other thing i was gonna say <sighs> to go one more point against uh golden guardian excuse me is that they had a really easy weekend this last weekend they got the two teams who were tied for 10th out of the way in immortals and dignitas uh and so from here on out their schedule is a little bit harder yeah i just i don't see it i was gonna say by the way i know I, I feel like we all have, maybe the broadcast, me, others, we've all just sort of decided that there's like double if fatigue, so nobody's really been talking about like the double if storyline this this split, but I just, like, it would be crazy, since we were, we're talking, I, I was just thinking about it with the Golden Guardians thing, man, if, if Peter left TL to go to TSM and was like, I'm going to stomp TL, and then TL doesn't or TL goes and TSM doesn't, and TSM doesn't because Golden Guardians beats them and makes it into Worlds. Like that is, uh... oh shit. Yeah, yeah. But TSM for me, I like the change that they made in support. I think treats often he provides direction for a team. Like that's what I've seen when he was on a TSM Academy, just from watching those games. Um, and so I think the issue that TSM has in game right now where a lot of random deaths have been happening and it feels like they've been fairly inconsistent in how they want to play the game, that shouldn't be an issue, like how I would see it. So I do think that they made a positive change. Um, it just really comes down to time. It's pretty late into the split, so I want to see what that looks like. Well, Z, thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to say before we move on to our next caller? Uh, honestly, I just... Re- if. It's okay. I'm just going to really quickly shout out uh, some podcast. smaller LCS, uh, LCS content creators like Dr. Manhattan, who I think makes really good digestible content, and myself, who you can look me up on YouTube just by going wild Z. And that's all. Thank I you so much. I was joking when I said, are you going to shout out your podcast? I am beyond nervous, and I'm going to leave now. Goodbye. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> We take those dubs. I, I was being sarcastic when I was saying, oh, this person's going to shout out their podcast like the last guy. <sighs> and then they did. All right. Mark, Mark, you look confused. What's going on? Sorry, I got distracted by someone on Twitter. Next caller. Off, off goes Mark. Did you just get, did you get added on Twitter? Was it some hurtful stuff? Let me actually, let me do some snooping while he's doing this. Okay. Let's see what he's been getting, receiving messages. Anyway, shout out to... Oh, I was going to shout out the next sub, but uh, there, there hasn't been one. Uh, Mick is here. Mick, where are you calling from? Hi, Travis. Hi, Raz. Hey, hey, Mark Z. I'm calling from Jersey City, New Jersey in the United States. It's a damn good city. I thought, I thought it was New Jersey City in Asia. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Well, based off of your confusion around Chile earlier, Mark, I can understand. It was indeed a callback joke. I'm glad you caught that. <laughs> Mark, can't we just be nicer to Anyway, Mick, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, so my take here is that TSM and CLG are practically the same team mid-split, and the only difference is the fact that TSM has Jerkson. They're the same team? Yeah. The, all right. So how I see it is that... Look at TSM and CLG. I feel that these two teams kind of have the same problem at some point, and that's a lot of the direction and possibly the jungle um, situation as well recently. And, and this is for mid-split, not the beginning or anything. Recently, Spica has been underperforming a lot. And when you look at CLG, Wiggly's kind of a non-factor, and with Spica's underperformance during the mid-split currently... Um, he is also seeming more of a non-factor, and there's not a lot of work being done, in my opinion. Um, on the map, I mean, you could say that's counterpoint, like the 100 Thieves game recently, where they just kind of outmapped 100 Thieves for the win. But because of certain things that both teams are having difficulty with, I mean, and, and especially in, lane, in lanes, in terms of any other lane other than mid, um, CLG and TSM are having problems. I mean, we have Dublift here with highest deaths in the league as ADC. I mean, who knows? That may be good, because when he's dead, he could shot call better. So, I don't know. But um, that that's just some of the things that I see between the two teams that has some similarities. And the only difference is Pobelter can't hard carry his team while Bjergsen has the possibility to. Because when you look at TSM, how many times have has Bjergsen just straight up decided to carry the game or pull off a back door, which helped TSM pull off a victory. I uh, I have a question for you, Mark and, and Raz. If you are the TSM GM and you have to drop Broken Blade or Spica, which one would you drop? Double lift. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, why do I have to do this? Yeah, what the hell? I don't kinda, it's a hypothetical kinda... question, just... It, like right, but usually a hypothetical is grounded by some like, like why am I dropping one of these two? Is it be like? I'm 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 bringing this up because I feel like Mick highlighted Spica recently, and I'm curious what. Well, I could add something on uh, Broken Blade. It's just well, last split, um, Broken Blade. He was kind of focused on do the dart off, but currently Broken Blade. He he's had decent performances, but he's still, in my opinion, not much of a factor. I mean, he has been been put on order duty and he has gotten solo kills even with those solo kills he still hasn't been able to do much just based on how the team is being shaped so that's why i didn't really mention broken blade that much because he seems more of a non-factor in this split in my opinion i mean like okay. broken blade i'm not super convinced that him playing weak side if you're trying to like I, I think it's more like a style problem when i'm looking at like this kind of stuff i think speaker has been hit or miss i think those are all problems you can point to um, you say double if you know leads the league in deaths, which is true. For, I mean, for eighty carries, which is true. But he also leads the league in kills. Uh, so I, I do think you got to be fair here. He's just playing higher risk, higher reward, uh, which I, I you know appreciate. I wish those deaths were lower. I wish he wasn't in first. But it's not like he has catastrophically more deaths. You know, he's twenty four. Cody Sun's twenty two. Six Ace twenty one. Johnson's twenty one. FBI is twenty one. Um, half the league is, you know, within three deaths of him, and he's got the most kills by, by a pretty good amount on all of them. Um, so I, I don't think Doublelift is playing his best season ever, but he's 
not a huge problem. Not to the degree that I would say Stixay is. Stixay has been not, he doesn't make game losing mistakes quite like Doublelift does for the most part. Um, but he has the highest jungle proximity in the league and has some pretty horrible laning stats. So like Stixay is a much less of a factor in both their, in their wins than Doublelift is in their wins, even if he makes bigger mistakes. So I don't think the comparison quite holds, but I do agree with the idea on some level that both CLG and TSM are horribly mid-reliant um, to a problematic level. Right. That I would agree on. Uh, my issue whenever it comes to making direct comparisons with teams is like the degrees of skill. Um, I think CLG is like the fact that they got a huge surge at the beginning of the split. I thought they were the you know bottom three teams even at the beginning, but I thought that they had actually worked really well at uh, their issues in terms of like being on the same page as a team. I also thought that they like were far ahead of the meta than most teams when they had like Volibear Twisted Fate. It was a broken duo. Not a lot of people were on that same page for about one or two weeks, maybe maybe two. I think actually, and so I think they understood the meta really well, and I think they were on the same page. But I think in terms of each lane, they oh, okay. Uh, in terms of like uh, talent across the board, TSM just has stronger talent mid, bot, top. Jungle is a tough one to say, but I think that Spika is a better jungler. Um, but I do think the point about the similarities being in jungle struggle is fair. But that's mostly in the sense that I think among the jungle pool, I think Wiggly's is one of the worst. Uh, like like the, the one that's been struggling in that system, I don't know why. While Spika's definitely had his first split with, like, first year. I, this is his first split. Yeah, his first split with the team, so I can understand what's been happening. So uh, I'm, more, I'm more understanding of Spika's position. So I think it's I think it's been different, um, just because of the circumstances, and also just because TSM is a better team individually. I mean, TSM's been struggling more recently, uh, but I think individually they they don't fall behind and get exploited quite as much as what's been happening with CLG. Mm -hmm. um, so make I, it sounds like perhaps the analogy doesn't hold up. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's pretty fair. I'm not gonna lie that TSM is just better than CLG in every other possible role. It's just um, that uh, I just feel that the the main that's the main possible reason that TSM has just gotten a lot of these wins is just through Grayson for the most part. I'm not saying Double F hasn't um, done his part. It's he has gotten like a lot of the kills and contributed a lot, but I feel it's just the leadership aspect is really what's like dragging tsm across across to the nexus well you see pole belter really trying to drag his team across the nexus but as you guys said it's just team diff at this point i think direction matters a lot and so i was really surprised when tsm went into the split without having in my opinion like a set in stone coaching staff um no matter how many veteran players you have yeah they do they have like Say who the coach is. Bjergsen? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Art, what do you mean? So, like, that for me was a big, was weird. I know a lot of the people in the community, like, we're talking about Peter. I think Peter is a great coach, but obviously, like, you need to give him power in the system, blah, blah, blah. I may not know what's happening within the team at all, but just, like, knowing the person, I think he's really good. Um, and if you want to bring in another coach, then bring in another coach. Like, the, the team just needs direction and i think a lot of the issues that they've had was just like being just not being on the right uh, on this on this um same page consistently um i think treats will help that 
for sure. And then being having this issue for about like seven weeks now, well, certainly you'll you'll get better at it. It's just not as fast as you could have been. Um, so I think that's been my issue with TSM. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my rant. Thanks so much for the call, Mick. We're gonna move on to our last caller. But anything, any podcasts that you're doing that you want to shout out before we move on uh, to the next caller? <laughs> so actually, yeah, um, I shout out my co-host, Ohi Vega. Um, we do a podcast called Everything LCS. We've been doing it since spring. Um, every Tuesday, eight thirty p.m., where we've got like five hundred people coming occasionally, so we're doing pretty good. So come check us out and. Just watch Travis's interview videos. They're all really good. I watch every single one. He got you at the end there. What I'm, I'm learning is there's a lot more league podcasts than I realized. I'm honestly I'm just learning. stunned right now. Mick, thank you for the call. No problem. <laughs> what? Remember the good old days where our callers plugged our sponsors instead of their own shit? What? Remember that? What is like, happening? How did we have three in a row? Honestly, the next guy needs to plug in his sponsors on his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just start saying, shout out to Coke Mountain Dew on my podcast. Uh, see you, Travis. You ain't shit. And then just be, just peace out. I'm honestly... <laughs> I'm honestly uh, well, let's just ask stunned. him at the beginning so we're not stunned. Hold on, let's get the caller. Let's get the last caller in. You're building brand names. You're building... Uh, a, a podcast around the scene. Shouldn't you be happy about this? You're doing this shit for free, though. I'm just gonna put that out there. You need to you need to work on that one, Travis. Uh, all right. Anyway, Mama's put cupcakes. They gave us a 16 months. Really appreciate it. Quite nice. We've lost subs during the show. We we were at 809 at one point in time. All that other dope content. Now we're at 783. Excel is here. Excel, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from San Jose, California. Do you have a podcast? Um, I don't, but I would like to plug my sponsor. There we go! <laughs> Who's your sponsor? My sponsor is me. What do you want to Fair talk enough. about on the show? Uh, I had a question just because Raz on the show. He's a coach, and it's kind of something I've wondered for a while. And it kind of got brought up again because of, uh, of Hunter T making changes. And Papa Smithy saying that they're still aiming for worlds. Is aiming for worlds a good idea for lower to mid-tier teams? Yeah. Like, I, I, your goal should always be to go for worlds. I don't know what you're... Like, I think internally, you would have a lot of, like, for each player's individual goals that you want them to hit on. Like, if someone is a, a support or a jungler that's not saying as much, like, if they're not communicating their specific roles, then obviously, like, you would push them individually every scrim set to hit their personal goals and that you would want them to thrive on that. It's much easier to do an academy um, because, like, that's the primary focus. I can understand for some lower teams in LCS where you're like, well, we need to get wins on the board. Um, I, I'm not going to go into much into the details because it's going to be easier for you to still be in playoffs regardless so you can still force focus on the player development aspect of it. And then the team development, everyone's going to have the faith that as long as um, people are on the same page, understand the concepts of the game, and are ex able to execute it, that they'll be able to beat the teams like TSM, uh, FlyQuest, EG, 
And a lot of the games you guys don't see out there are scrims in which you're probably going, you're winning two games to three or three games to two against these teams. And you're like, we're beating these teams. We're not getting blown out in any case. We can do it on stage. That's always the feeling. So um, the feeling is, of course, if you're, if you're, let's just say, seventh place, you'll make it to playoffs. And then the focus is that you can consistently hit all the shit that you've been working on. So yeah, you can make it like you can you should be able to believe that you can make it to worlds as long as you have the proper system in place. Um, and I think what people keep hearing in, in the community and the fans is that overarching goal, but they're obviously not seeing all the individual goals and team goals that are dispersed within the team that they are truly following. Um, so that that's my take. I think uh, especially what you're saying about like the team goals that you might not have communicated to the audience initially, you know, like Okay, for, for Dig and Immortals, they're probably not... You probably shouldn't be like, let's go to Worlds, guys. It should probably be like, hey, we're one game out of eighth. Let's go get into playoffs. And and you kind of like, you know, there's a road to get there. And then once you get in playoffs, you're not like, here we go. We're gearing up for Worlds. You're like, let's go beat this first team that's gonna that we're going to have to play in this best of five. You know, like, you, you are still hoping to get to Worlds. And you're not like we have no chance, guys. And you're not saying anything like that, but like your your immediate goals are obviously much shorter sighted, most likely. Um, that said, I do wonder sometimes if orgs non-player facing communication changes a little bit. Like, um, you know, if it's the GM, the coach, and some other people in a room, and you're talking about what to do with your roster if you're in a mortal situation, and you say. Yeah, Soaz is better than Alorum, but Soaz has gone after this split. Fucking, let's go play Alorum for the rest of the split. You know, like that's not a world-centric line of thinking. Mm -hmm. And you might still say your your goal is worlds, but your goal and your actions don't always line up. And you can keep saying and telling me that your goal is worlds, but I know if I was in that room when these roster choices were being made, you weren't talking about worlds. Uh, and I do think that that's something that that orgs don't really ever admit, um, and I understand why, but. Also, it depends who you're talking to. Remember the the hundred thieves reference. You're talking about the manager, Papa Smithy, making his point, right? Like it really depends on who you're listening to. Like the coach will specifically talk about what his goals are, and you're oftentimes going to be hearing exactly what Mark uh, Mark Z said, which is like looking ahead, looking to the next game, because all they really care about is the is the game immediately afterwards. Raz, what are your goals in academy as a coach? Um. Let me, I just had a, uh, I had to think about something quickly. Um, my goals in Academy, uh, I want my players to be in the LCS. I want them all to be in the LCS. That's my goal. So a lot of it comes to individuals. Um, I know Blaze Olive was really close to getting a shot, and I think he deserves to be in the LCS right now. I think he, like, um, he's consistently showing not only a good effort in games, in, in terms of like he's performing really fucking well against strong individual players that have big names. This last week, he just... Headshotted both Froggen and um, Aka. Like, I, in my opinion, this man should already be in the LCS. Um, and then uh, I can go through each player. It's probably not something that you want. Like, I, I think all of my players, I want as a goal, they should be in the LCS. Um, and continuously pushing them, working on them individually so they can get to a position where they are learning and growing. Uh, that's why I think. That, that's the best thing about Academy is the fact that you can really focus on that development. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, for me, wins come secondary. Like, I, I think wins will happen if your team is 
performing well individually and they're always on the same page and the process like the reviews uh the, the conclusions that you draw the the focus on the week all of these things are streamlined and working well so uh, just to make it simple my goal is to make these players like on a premier league good answer did that uh did the question get answered for you excel yeah i for the most part yeah i i would I guess my overall thing would just be I would kind of like to see a little more transparency when it comes to the goals to actually getting to Worlds. I understand that player moves need to happen, but since I'm not completely following every single player for every single team, it's kind of like, okay, well, Medios has world experience. Why switch out Medios? You know? But mm, it might just be that some orgs don't want to communicate those all those issues you know right yeah that that can be a multifaceted one you know like medios wasn't playing well objectively just in terms of you know if you want to use stats or eye test whatever you want to use um and maybe that was because his team wasn't supporting him or maybe that was because he wasn't playing well or maybe he was being an ass behind the scenes you never really know uh as as a fan you don't know and and teams are often not going to give you that level of insight um, and so it's very possible for a good player to get benched and the goal not to change. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if 100 Thieves, like I was saying, having some of these meetings between Tony and and Papa, if, if they might have thought like, hey, let's give some of our younger talents some opportunities because they're also still bringing up Kenvi and... Uh, yeah. And, tenacity uh, as well. Tenacity, yeah. yeah. So, so they, they like 100 Thieves is one of these orgs where... You know they're they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. It sounds like with their messaging and what their roster decisions are saying. Yeah, um, that, that's kind of brought me to that question. To be, like, I, I just want to do. I just want to point out when I interviewed Papa Smithy at the start of the year, I asked him what his expectations were for the team and what their goal was, and he didn't say worlds. Like you, you yeah. can go back and take a look at that that interview. He, it wasn't like I don't know. I I I think. I mean, he go ahead. He, he's done a very good job of communicating both sides of that well i mean i'm not saying like they're like we're aiming for worlds and worlds are bust you know like he's not tl saying worlds are bust level shit i, I don't i don't want to say papa is is not communicating well i think he's actually doing a great job i'm just saying that like uh when they made the roster substitution they said i think if i can paraphrase him correctly it was like we felt really good about in spring about our chances of making worlds we no longer feel like that's a goal so we're making these moves to try it. Like, we don't think that's a goal with this roster, so we're making moves right. to, you know. He kind of towed the line a little bit, if I remember correctly, about wanting to still make Worlds, but knowing yeah. it wasn't possible with that lineup. Um, so I, I think Papa's done a great job, I want to say. Like, I don't, I don't want to, you know, at least, you know, public communication-wise, it's all been good. But um, I do think, you know, if, if I was in... If I was like speculating, I'd be like, they're they're clearly more focused on next year. It feels like to me than just this year. Yeah, and I'm not really trying to hit on Pop Smithy here at all. It's just that <laughs> he's the most recent example that I can use from that. It's going to be understandable for everybody on the call right now. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I I just pointed him out because I think there are instances of transparency. Excel personally, I think he's done. He went from not knowing anything with Nade. Don't get me wrong, Nade's awesome. To knowing a lot more than we ever have with Papa. So he's done great in that aspect, but again, he was just the most recent uh, roster changes, including World, that brought it up. Thanks so much, Excel, for the call. Anything you want Thank to you. say as we uh, before we wrap up the show? Um, Death Stranding is awesome, and Hideo Kojima is, pro is a legend in game development. 
And if you haven't checked out his the Metal Gear Solid series, it's one of the best that's ever existed in video games history. So check out more Hideo stuff. And shout out to Alienware. Thanks so much, Excel. And thanks for the shout out to Alienware. Back back to the old days where people wanted to support our sponsors rather than promote their own. There we go. To right. find out that he was Hideo Kojima's son. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he actually has a stake in, in Kojima Productions and is uh, <laughs> trying to increase sales. All right, so that's the show. Uh, Mark, you got any shout-outs, plugs, anything here at the end? Nope. Uh, I'm just uh, existing, and, you know, that's still going on. That's popping. People are saying Existence. that we had not great takes tonight. I actually thought we had some really great ones. The... The TL C9 one, the Golden Guardians going to make Worlds one. I mean, like, there are some pretty some pretty good ones. They might have meant our takes specifically. Maybe the callers had good ones. Nah, yeah, Travis just went fire with his take. I, for, I already forgot it, but yeah. he went wild. I said Brox is off TL. Oh. Yeah, this, that, one, this, that one was wild. This is a great point. People should I should plug uh, The Dive. You know, the episode already came out Monday, but I just wanted to plug my other podcast. <laughs> Check out The Dive. <laughs> Who is it sponsored by? Let's start start throwing it in there. It's it's sponsored by Alienware, and there's a segment by Honda as well. There we go. Big win of Honda. Travis is doing this shit for free now, so you you gotta get it in there when you can. Yeah, Mark, we're gonna have to renegotiate rates if uh, you're using this as a platform for not only your other projects but Career also some yeah. other sponsors that are not paying for this show. That's a good message, John G. Honk for Honda as well. <laughs> yeah, but that's what that car was peeling out a while ago. I don't know what that was, but either way. Uh, Raz, what do you got to shout out? Shout out to the good old team of Golden Guardians. You know, they're a grassroots team, you know, farmer friendly, picking up wins slowly. But you know what? They're, they're getting the job done. Can you tell and they're me doing about, it for the people out there in the world that love themselves some NA mids. Can you tell me about how Golden Guardians is farmer friendly? Are you we greener pick, than FlyQuest? We pick up some great NA talent, my friends. Let me tell you. But, and we also have found ourselves a great one in the FBI. The Federal Bureau of Investigations are by our side. So if you guys want to find something that's nice, wholesome, and North American... You got yourself Golden Guardians. And we're going to take some free wins here though, this week. Quote me on it. <laughs> oh, no, free wins. no. <laughs> no <shit>. All right. <laughs> you said it. Uh, let's just hope that uh, this week turns out well. That's what I'm looking for. All right. Well, uh, stick around. I've, I've got a... I'm going to do... I've got a video that's coming out tomorrow that is about a theory that I have on what's going to happen to the league next year uh but if you're watching the show it'll on on youtube it might already be out if not it'll probably be out in a couple hours but i'm gonna i'm gonna air a raw version of it uh for a sub goal here after the stream but either way thanks everyone for watching please subscribe to the youtube channel if you haven't already trying to to get some movement on those stats because they've kind of stalled out a little bit so and i i hadn't been promoting it for a while so that's probably why but Please subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. If you're watching on Twitch right now and you say, hey, I haven't subscribed to Travis's YouTube channel, please go to youtube.com slash Travis Gafford and check it out. Anyway, that's the show. Thanks for watching.